You're listening to a Count Out Podcast. and welcome to ring post radio the only show that celebrates um th- uh, the legacy of one vince mcmahon by going to disney world and <laughs> riding on uh teacups i'm your host ryan Knightsey, and with me as always is scotty Evers. scotty what do you think of that intro <laughs> i think that's my top 10 intro right there um <laughs> i don't know about top 10 <laughs> <laughs> you've had some good intros and you've had some bad ones so this might be your bad one uh, uh i resent that remark it's okay and i respect it's okay that though because we're here yep. finally finally you know shout out the rock who won't be at wrestlemania this year uh next year sorry we have a lot to talk about and originally originally on friday when the news broke i just sat there it's like ryan god damn it you had to go on vacation. Yeah. But, but, yeah, you're lucky because Monday gave us more news. And I was like, damn. All right. We're okay. We're okay. It's it's like he knew that was going to happen. He had no clue that was going to happen, obviously. But it's or, like did, or did I? I'm the inside man. I'm the leaker. If, if you did, then I have questions. I have many questions. Um, why are you not telling me these things ahead of time? I'm the, I leak all the news to Wall Street Journal. I'm the guy writing the uh, HBO Sports <laughs> article. <laughs> this alleged HBO Sports article. Yeah, no. You uh, hit out on Vincent Kennedy McMahon. Yeah. And most people would agree that you are doing the right thing. Yeah. I just, junior. Junior, by the way. Yes, Junior. Vince McMahon, Junior. Um, yeah, no. Uh, I In a weird way, I, like sitting in the airport Friday, uh, TGI Fridays, uh reading that that vince mcmahon's gone was very strange because it was like oh my god i need wi-fi i need something immediately i have to read all because it's because it's it's you know the biggest news story of all time of wrestling probably um just a little bit or or at least the top five maybe um and hard to not be top one (laughs) that's true um but then, like you know, the I you know I settle into the idea of like, well, we're now recording Sunday. That stinks, but you know, maybe more news will come out from it. You know, because on that Friday there was a lot of questions still. And then, luckily, by the time Monday, like we could have been the show on Sunday, being like, "Hey, th- this is the thing. What about this? Is this the question? Is this the what? You know, all this stuff, all this other stuff." Uh, and then on Monday we got pretty much all the answers. So. Uh, I feel like it was a weirdly a good move for me to go on vacation, enjoy myself, uh, and have a good time in in Magic Kingdom and Animal Kingdom and seeing all the animals and and whatnot. Um, uh, but yeah, and then on Monday we got all that extra bonus news that just made our jobs, I think, easier. Uh, to dissect and made, talk about made my future job of covering WWE on this podcast better. Oh yeah. yeah! Oh my God! I, <laughs> I like I, I was talking. To, I was talking to Jesse at the airport. and was just saying that like, uh, she was she was kind of like, how how big of a story is this? I was like, it's so big that I'm considering watching WWE television again. That's how yeah. big of a story this. Is. Like on a personal scale, it is 
and I'm and I'm fascinated to see what the ratings of Monday Night Raw were yesterday. Um, just to see how many people are are back into like the good faith, you know, good faith tour is starting, man, and it is it is fascinating to watch. And post SummerSlam is going to be crazy, probably, maybe yeah. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I feel like some people are being pessimistic about it, but I feel like I'm a little optimistic and it's going to be a better change. It may not be, you we know, can't get to that part yet. We can't get that's to that. True. Part that's yet. true. That's to, true. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta, uh, attack the man first. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's fair. Um, maybe not fair, but we're going to, um, uh, yeah. So, uh, obviously lots of stuff to talk about this upcoming weekend itself. You and I knew Scotty that this weekend itself was going to be oh wild and crazy. God. Uh, you know, before we get to this, here yeah. here is all that's happening this coming weekend from from in terms of just major shows that anyone might care about. Yeah. Uh, so we got w- night one and night two of the five star Grand Prix. You know, that's that's big enough. Starting on uh, Saturday. TJPW has their Princess Cup. Not that we cover that, but that's still big enough. Mm-hmm. SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. Second biggest show of the year for WWE. I don't know if you've heard of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, New Japan Music City Mayhem, G1 Night Eight, G1 Night Nine. Yeah, uh, People vs GCW is actually a show like mm-hmm. that's, that's a worth mo- watching. I believe that's a Moxley defense, so that's a worth yeah. watching GCW yeah. show. We don't cover this, but I was considering it until I saw the weekend that it was. Dragon Gate has their two biggest shows of the year in Kobe world day one and day two. So that's like their great kingdom. And then Ric Flair's wrestling and retiring on, on a card. That's like insanely good. Yeah. So yeah, we're a little busy. We're a little busy. Oh, and by the way, this past weekend ring of honor happened and the ring of honor the former ring of honor world champion, Quit! <laughs> I, I totally, totally forgot about that. As and we that's were, like, that in new... terms of like, if we had a docket for stories that are most important. No offense to Jonathan Gresham, yeah, he's like five or six at this point. Yeah, we have so much to go over, and we got to start with the tweet that was heard around the world, and everyone looked at it and said. Is this actually real? Because yeah. I know that's exactly what I said the moment I saw it. Yeah, I know. When it got posted in the Discord, I think Lauren was like, is this a real account? Is this a fake account? What is this? Uh, yeah, no. Uh, lots of stuff to talk about, but let's just get to it. On Friday, July 22nd at 4.05 p.m., a tweet heard around the world. The Sorry, not the world. The WWE Universe was from at Vince McMahon at 7. At 77, time for me to... I don't know. I don't know why he's Southern. Time for me to retire. Thank you, WWE Universe. Then, now, forever, together. Hashtag WWE. Hashtag thankful. Uh, it was confirmed that... Well, I was going to say it no. was... It, I was going to say it was confirmed that he re, that Vince McMahon is officially retired from WWE. It seems to be that it was more of a resignation than retirement, which is you know slightly different. Yeah, but you gotta let him save face. Yeah, it's it's wrestling, so you're saving face it's all over fa- the place. His face is about to be smashed into a million pieces for the next month. So that is 100 percent true. So Vince McMahon is officially, as I as I'm gonna say it here, gone from WWE. Uh, he is no who longer. Thought? Who would have thought that this is how it goes out? Maybe some people. Maybe some people are hoping for it. Yeah, no. It, it's not shocking, I guess. Yeah. But, like, 
we've all accepted. I think everyone accepted that Vince McMahon wasn't leaving WWE until he died. Yeah. And now and now we have gone from that thought maybe two months ago to he's gone. Zip. See ya. Out of out of the chair the the chair uh chairman role spot. Yeah. Yep. No longer CEO. No longer head of creative. God. All he has is the shareholders vote. Yes. That is it. He is he and, is still the majority shareholder by quite the margin. And that can't control most of the product. So that can pretty much control if they get sold or not. So that's pretty big. Yeah, so uh no longer CEO, no longer chairperson, the new CEO, and we'll talk about this after we talk about Vince McMahon as a whole. Uh, new CEO, co-CEOs are uh, Stephanie McMahon, uh, Vince's daughter, and Nick Khan, the uh, uh, Mortal Kombat guy rising up the ladder. Um, uh, new head of talent relations taking over Johnny Lord Nice position is Triple H. And uh, back in his position. And he is also taking over creative over Vince McMahon. Um, so ba- as I basically would put it, you know, seeing that he is also still the majority shareholder, still has the majority of the voting power and all this stuff. Uh, like, like I said, by quite a margin, it's like, I don't know, 40 points higher than the next highest person. And it's not 80%. I don't think it's 80%. I it's want to say it's lot. like 60 or something, but it's, it's majority. Yeah. It's the majority. It's like 60, but 40% is split by he, like hundreds votes, of people. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, basically he, and this is how I explained it to Jesse, basically he is no longer the guy making the final decisions, but he is still the biggest voice in the room, right? You know, he's, if, if they're deciding to vote, he's going to be the person that basically decides whether or not they get sold or whatever. He's no longer on the board either, which is obviously important. He's no longer the board either. I didn't see that part. Yeah. Meltzer said that Meltzer just dropped that news yesterday, like within the first like five minutes of his uh, post wrestling appearance. He's like, "Oh yeah, he's uh he's not on the board either." And John Pollock was like, <laughs> "What? Well, okay, so I didn't know that." He's like, "Oh, okay, that makes well." He was like, "That connects the dots of why like he's no longer on the he's no longer on the board on the website either." So yeah, he's out of that. He's just a majority shareholder. That is it. Mm. Does he still have voting power in that sense? In the shareholder, yeah, like so. If they were to sell the company, he has a lot of say. But okay, that's, that's so, like, okay. So basically, what I said before, he but. can't do anything that has to do with like the company making business deals or anything, unless it's getting sold, pretty much. Okay, like oh. the the board and company can control what they want to do. It's just like when shareholders need to come into play, that's obviously what he does. But that's not that's usually big picture stuff. Okay, so like basic, basically when okay. have you watched Succession? No, I have not. You should. I should at you, this point. <laughs> you'll, watch, you'll watch and you'll be like, "Oh my god, I just watched this on unfold in real life." It is in yeah. Uh, no, yeah. Okay, so he he so he basically has no. He doesn't make any calls except when it's like I have to vote for something as a shareholder, uh, which is still a lot of power. I mean, he still has the majority of the power in that situation. His vote is basically the one that's going to decide it all because I think. His voting yeah. power is, like I said, I think it's 60-40 or something like that. No matter what, it is more than everyone else. 
So yes. it's basically his decision what ultimately happens with the company, I guess. Um, which I wouldn't be surprised if it gets sold. That that topic we'll talk about, I guess. But mm. Vince McMahon himself, gone from the company, gone from WWE, gone for the company that he uh, raised up, uh, gone in a fashion that is real bad. I mean, stories like of what's you know what's causing all this stuff now. We talked about this when the stories came up. The Wall- original Wall Street Journal article came up. You know, this this stuff happened decades ago and it was just swept under the rug and all that all that jazz nowadays this is the kind of stuff that's going to cause people to to crumble to lose to lose their jobs and stuff and that's kind of what's happened here i mean didn't really get pushed out but maybe kind of got pushed out and then said hey you know i'll save some face um i mean i guess he is the majority shareholder so you kind of have to have him save face um for the company but yes Vince McMahon's gone. What are your immediate reactions, Scotty, to, I guess, Vince McMahon no longer being in wrestling? It's about fucking time. That that was my immediate reaction. The moment it happened, I just sat there. Well, okay, this is that was a lie. The moment I the moment it happened, I sat there just staring at my phone in confusion and shock and awe because, as we've talked about on this very show for months now, is that. You never really knew if he was going to be gone or not because this is Vince McMahon. He has been through pretty much everything you can imagine, and he somehow has always stayed and fought through. He fought through the steroid trial, which, by the way, he he had to retire on the day of that, of the day that he won that, so that was fantastic on the anniversary. Uh, you know, he's. I'm sure there's been an allegations against him countless times that I can't remember off the top of my head. None as strict as these ones, though. And so, my initial thoughts when I, you know, got myself together and realized that it was real were that this is the best thing that can happen to WWE as a product, as a professional wrestling company. And clearly, as a business, as their stock soars through the moon, is that Vince McMahon being gone is, ready, ready, ready for this one? I've been working on the best for business. Thank you. Thank wow. You. Thank you. Wow. You, you've been, you've been online against them. You've been holding on to that all weekend. No, I just thought of it, actually. Oh, <laughs> yeah. oh, oh even better. Yeah, no. Uh, in a weird way, it was. I mean, how? No, it's not weird at all. It's not weird at all. He's been out of touch for over a decade. No, I mean, in terms of the stock price, it's a weird way that how much the stock oh. price has risen because of it. I have seen people talking about like part of the reason the stock price and like people are adjusting their uh, stock value or whatever uh, in WWE is because this. Some people are like, this is more of an indication that they might be selling. Uh, yeah. which you know, I get that part. Um, yeah, no, ASAP Rocky. Uh, Vince gone is fascinating. No, none of us, I think, suspected that this would be the downfall of Vince. I mean, all sorts of horse, like, there would be one. <laughs> yeah, everyone's just sort of been like, he's a like, he's a shark, he'll just you know, he'll just croak one day, and and then that will be it. You know, it's not gonna be that. You know, he's I don't agree. I never thought he was going to die. That's true. That's true. (laughs) Yeah, no, but the idea of Vince McMahon being gone, it's just, you know, 
you know, seeing the reactions as well are fascinating because you, on one hand, you get the oh, thank you, Vince, for being the greatest uh, sports entertaining promoter in the world. You know, you get that WWE fan reaction, and then you get the other fan reaction of just this guy destroyed the territories, took away what I, what the kind of wrestling I loved, replaced it with something I don't like that he doesn't even care about. Uh, and it's just, you know, which both are true, I guess, you know, in whatever perspective you look at it, Vince definitely built up the, the biggest tower of professional wrestling in not just America, but worldwide, globally, the biggest tower of professional wrestling. However, that tower of professional wrestling was built on sand. It was built, uh, on lies, it was built on corruption, built on, uh, uh, screwing over other people constantly. It is professional wrestling, but you know how much of that term of it is professional wrestling comes from things that even he was a part of and he did. Um, you know, he was all culpable and that sort of stuff. Uh, so eventually, I guess, is what I'm saying is that Tower of Santa was going to crumble. Uh, Friday and maybe the past couple weeks have been the Tower crumbling. Um, I don't know. I. I have not been the hugest, biggest fan of Vince McMahon. Uh, I can maybe respect the idea that, you know, he is a good businessman. He did the right things for his business, but he did things that were not good to do that. And also, but then it's like, cause then, you know, I'm trying to, I'm trying to look at the things as a businessman. He did good business, I guess, for his company by destroying everything else. Yeah, he did great business for his own thing, made a multi-million dollar company out of wrestling, which for no one would have guessed maybe in the 40s that that would ever become a multi-million dollar company, multi-billion dollar company. Um, As a performer, you know, Vince in the 80s and 90s. One of the greatest heels of all time. Exactly. Uh, Is a performer, a great performer. I think think like even Kenny Omega has been on record saying that he's one of his favorite wrestlers is Vince McMahon. He's has great mannerisms. He knows what he's doing out there. Um, I, it, when it comes to wrestling, but then you get all the additional things of morally as a man, this guy is corrupt. This guy has v- v- many, many sexual abuse allegations, allegations, sexual al- abuse proof, uh, just a, a horrible person, just straight up horrible person. Stories we would hear constantly. I don't care if Vince was a father figure. Father figures can still be bad people. Um, it's it's just it is it's it's not good, you know. You know, it's 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 not. He's not a good person, you know. I, I you know, God, I was gonna say something no. that I shouldn't say, but <laughs> uh, it's just, I was gonna say that. Like, I'm not gonna say that. I'm not gonna say that. No, you 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 go ahead with what you were gonna say. All right, he is the greatest wrestling promoter of all time. It's not a, it's not a question. It's not a debate. Mm-hmm. It's the truth. He turned, he took WWE from his father and turned it into a national, international phen- phenomenon. Right? Yeah. He did a lot of good things for wrestling, but. He was nowhere close to perfect, just as it on the wrestling sense. He lost his touch long ago. Yep. He 
has he is the reason WWE has fallen so low in terms of quality, in terms of viewership. You know, people say, oh, there's no stars like Austin and Rock. Maybe it's because, one, those two are literally once-in-a-lifetime stars. Like, that comparison is ridiculous. But he did make a John Cena. And when I say he made a John Cena, he gave John Cena a chance because John Cena took it. But his problem has always been he goes back to his old ways that worked in the 80s and 90s. Those don't work anymore. The ways that we've seen is that people want to see more of an in-ring product. They want to see more guys on top. They like that is the whole thing. You know, this the, the woman's revolution. Yeah. That wasn't his idea. That wasn't at all his idea. We're not giving him credit for that. I'm also not giving Stephanie McMahon credit for that. I'm giving the women who were the wrestlers credit for that. I'm giving the four horsewomen. I'm giving literally everyone that went in there especially when they were treated with the most disrespect, having two-minute matches and then taken off the show for the rest of the night, especially on three-hour Raws. Like, that. those are things that you have to bring into this conversation, too, and especially because of why he's gone now. And I, as, you know, Vince McMahon is one of the main reasons I am sitting here as a wrestling fan. WWE is yeah. the reason I've ever watched wrestling. And I'm sure a lot of people listening, you're the same exact way. Not everyone. I, I'm sure it's not everyone, but a lot of people are the same exact way without WWE. I'm not sitting here doing this podcast. Yeah. That's just the truth without, you know, all those wrestlers and all those stories and all those matches that they put together. I'm not here. So I recognize that. But for the Gerald Briscoes and for the, you know, all the other uh, people that want to be on Vince's good side till the day he dies, I am perfectly fine with no more Vince McMahon. I will be so perfectly okay when he's not around anymore. And here's why. He hasn't needed to be around for over a decade now. Yeah, it's just the truth. There's a reason that you and me come on this podcast, and anytime we see a WWE pay per view on the docket, we say, "Great, here we go." Yeah, and same old, and same now, old, same old, same and old. Now I'm sitting here and I'm looking at SummerSlam, and this is probably just the optimistic part of me, but I'm looking at SummerSlam. And I'm like, you know what? It looks better, and it, it, it's it's hilarious to say because it's Vince McMahon's fucking card that's on the damn like it's his card still it's not like the new creative head has come in and just completely changed it yeah but it's the idea that after that show there can be and will be change as a whole so back to Vince McMahon he accomplished a lot he's the greatest promoter of all time I don't even think that can be up for discussion because of what he's done sure but what also can be discussed is that he's a very, very bad human being who deserves everything that has come to him. Totally agree. Totally, totally agree. It, it, it's fascinating that it's, it's come to this. Uh, I was talking to, I was talking to Jesse about 
uh, about Vince McMahon and about his his legacy, I guess we'll call it at this point. Uh, and it is just fascinating to, to, to look at. And it's just, you're right. You're completely right that he is one of the reasons why I'm a wrestling fan. You know, he uh does these things you know he he's he i was the first thing out wrestling i watched was wwe i think most american mm-hmm. people would say that if not most worldwide american you know worldwide people would say that um but it's just like the things that he has done booking wise you know how many things to be given credit for we don't i don't no one gives him credit for like steve austin originally no one gives him credit for daniel bryan originally no one gives him credit for becky lynch originally no one gives him credit for the women's revolution originally uh, he, I give him credit for like Undertaker. I'll give him credit for Undertaker. Sure, 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 sure. It's the greatest gimmick he ever created. Yeah, yeah. Hulk Hogan, and, I guess. Yeah. And Hulk Hogan, in in a degree, obviously he's, Hulk Hogan was popular before. Kind of so, stole he Hulk made, Hogan, but he made it. He made it worldwide. Yeah. Um, but it that, he did a lot. He did a lot of stuff. But it's to that other point you made about how he is also the reason why it's gotten bad. As many good things you could say about it, mm. there are hundreds, thousands of bad things we could say about WWE. You know, the right. women's re- revolution exists because of his previous booking of women in the promotion. Um, the whole conversation about African wrestler, African American wrestlers in WWE for decades. Um, just in the past couple of years, a lot of like booking the twenty four seven title picture, a lot of other stuff that's been happening is all coming from the old mind of Vince McMahon. Uh, and to a, another extent as well as his cronies, you know, Bruce Prichard, Kevin Dunn, yada yada yada. Um, but he is part of the reason why well, he is the main reason why WB's ratings, everything has fallen. And we've talked about it in the past. I've been talking about it forever is that that, that bout of ego that he has has so much more power over him than the sheer, I would say thousands, millions of dollars that he is leaving on the table for the past decade. His booking mm-hmm. has not been good. His the stuff he's been doing was good. NXT was the hottest it was. He should they should have moved up at Triple H and made him a creative at that time because that was good. That was good booking, and WWE's booking continued to get worse and worse and worse uh, to the point where it is sort of now. And it's just kind of boring. Nothing happens, and things that that do happen are bad. Uh, there was so much money left on the table, but Vince's ego could not could not overcome that i you know his ego was i need to be in control of this product this is my thing and i want to do this and all that money left on the table this aew should not exist but it does exist because they because tony khan recognized money on the table that vince mcmahon was not picking up if vince and Triple H and WB as a whole decided we'll change it up 10 years ago, I'm sure that AEW wouldn't have existed at this point because WB would be a really good or at least better product, probably. Uh, I'm not saying that Triple H is going to fix everything as the new creative or Stephanie will fix everything as the new co-CEO, but it is the sheer amount of money on the table. and It's already better off. I mean, that's that's partly true as well. That's, that's the best way to say it, though. It's like... Yeah. 
Will Will Stephanie McMahon walk in and make this company like must watch? No, no, no. But will it? But will it be better by default? Yeah, yeah. It will you know why? Because it couldn't get worse. Exactly. Exactly. They it, reached the bottom. Yes. Yes. It, the bottom of the barrel has been reached several times over. Uh, yeah, and that's the other thing I talked about. The it's it's a goodwill tour at this point. You know, Vince. You know, there's some pessimistic people out here that say that Vince is just going to find his way back into controlling the company, which I'm sure is possible. I also don't think it's possible. I can name, I can name 14.7 million reasons why he will not be getting back in that company uh, and climbing. Uh, <laughs> I I was gonna I was gonna name yeah. one co CEO that probably won't let that happen. <clears throat> one power hungry co CEO that probably won't let yeah, that happen. Yeah, we're talking about Stephanie. Oh yeah, she's so power hungry. <laughs> uh, no, no, no. The idea that uh, you know, it just this is it. I think this is it for it's Vince it. McMahon. I I cannot see him back in the company. I I think. Part of the reason that he's still majority shareholder is one resignation, retirement money. You know, he can still sell off shares and all that stuff later, um, you know, for, you know, sell off a thousand shares to make however much money. So he needs money mm-hmm. for the rest of his life, however much longer that will be. Um, you know, I don't, I don't blame him for still having that. The other reason is probably because, Hey, look, we've built up in the marketplace that one of the ways that the only ways that WWE can ever get sold is that Vince has to be a part of the decision. Yeah. He's still part of the decision. If he gets sold, it gets sold. And also if it gets sold, he'll be walking out with a, but I, I, I don't see that he would be the majority shareholder at that point. Uh, but uh, he would be walking away with billions of dollars. He might be, you know, yeah. this whole thing happens and he might walk away. WWE might get sold and <clears> he'll make a billion, billions of dollars. And that's insane. You, you, you know, you, you, you were talking about AEW, and I want to like give a for instance of like why certain things have happened. The reason John Moxley is the AEW interim world champion is because of Vince McMahon. Because John Moxley didn't want to work for that man anymore. Yeah. The reason that the Ring of Honor world champion is Claudio Castagnoli is because Cesaro. Back then, got fed up and moved on. I could name a lot more people. There's a reason the other, so many of these things have happened. The other AEW world champion, CM Punk, is a... Well, that's <laughs> Triple H, too, to be fair. Triple H as well. <laughs> but uh, they're, uh, they're not best friends. Yeah, no, no. They, I don't see them coming out and doing the Okada hug. And, but it's mostly Vince McMahon. Yeah. Um, this idea and, that there's money left on the table and all this stuff, it's fascinating it is a multi-million dollar company that should have been a billion dollar company years ago and it's it's the part of the reason is as soon as they became corporate as soon as they were listening to that stuff they were no longer listening to fans brandon thurston has like that hierarchy of needs for wwe Mm. fans are the bottom it's it is corporations it is partner brand partners all that stuff they listen to more as soon as that started happening Vince McMahon and you know all of his writers started writing for Vince. Vince started writing for brand sponsorships, partners, corporations, right. shareholders, all that jazz. They never they stopped writing for fans long ago, 
And if they just kept doing so, I, surely brand sponsorships would also be happy. So I, I yeah. didn't understand that part, but here we are, I guess. Yeah, I mean, what's there to say about Vince McMahon that we really haven't started to say over the past month or two, right? Yeah. We've said a lot already. That's true. Um, but now that he's gone, it's easier to say that this was a long time coming, obviously. It, it was necessary for the it's necessary for what his company has become to get back on track and become an actual pro wrestling company again it, it, it right like we don't need to see otis vomiting anymore or like we don't need to see that ridiculous stuff that one man is entertained by it's that's over it's over that ridiculousness has to be over don't get me wrong wwe is still going to do some things that make you say why why would you do that but that's what wrestling companies do we say that about AEW sometimes and AEW is probably the best company running at least here in the united states in terms of overall product week in and week out probably the best but that's just what happens with pro wrestling we all walk away saying why would you do that no matter the company no matter what's going on right so that's not shocking but the fact that we can go into each week now and think you know what maybe wwe isn't the most missable product in wrestling maybe it's worth checking out once in a while and that's where you know i don't know how much more you have to talk about vince but i want to talk about triple h now triple h is the new head of creative Mm-hmm. everyone reports to him now and it's not really shocking to think that stephanie mcmahon is the person that put him in that role because it's probably likely as you know we have two co-ceos yeah nick khan's taking care of the business side stephanie's probably more on the wrestling side it works well i get it it makes sense nick khan's making them a lot of money that's why he's in that position right like that's why he's there so for me that makes sense, but Triple H being in a point of power after being out. He was out yeah. of power in every single way five months ago. And now, not only does he have his old position back, he is the head of WWE Creative. Not NXT, not SmackDown, well, not Raw, NXT. WWE. NXT to a certain point. Now that NXT is sort of gone. No, that's my point. He has control of everything now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, it's not just he's not the just NXT. lead writer for SmackDown or yeah. lead writer for Raw. Yes. He is head of everything. Everything mm-hmm. now goes through him. Yes. Uh, the only other things I had to say about Vince McMahon, which I just feel like it's important to also bring up, is a lot of the why he's qu- quitting. He's a bitch. Sorry. <laughs> why the resignation is happening. There was the report oh, right. that WWE, you know, obviously Wall Street Journal, Wall Street Journal after uh, report after another uh, reporting of sexual harassment, uh, relationships, stuff that may have been paid you know, NDAs and hush money. It's a millions of dollars, uh, rape accusations, um, uh, and et cetera, et cetera. I think this was on, uh, this was published yesterday that the WB finds uh, $14.6 million in, quote, unrecorded expenses made by Vince McMahon. Basically, uh, expenses that made by Vince McMahon that should have been uh, cited as 
um what's the word not uh i forget what it's called um oh shit i'm forgetting the word um whatever basically expenses made by vince mcmahon that should have been on the company's dime so that financial statements for from 2019 to now for WWE are going to be restated um so that is important to note that amid all these cover-ups and affairs and all these other stories is that for currently the number sits at and this number has gotten bigger and bigger the year goes by and the week weeks go by currently the number sits at 14.6 million dollars uh for unrecorded expenses the company uh well so basically what's happening also is that the company should have paid for it vince mcmahon personally paid for it at the time but it should have been through the company so vince is going to pay for it yada 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 yeah um the other big thing that came out of it was the uh yesterday as well um was that the federal prosecutor federal prosecutors and the sec are probing ex WWE ceo vince mcmahon's hush money payments this comes from cnbc uh, that the SEC and federal prosecutors have launched probes into payments made by Vince McMahon to settle allegations of sexual misconduct, according to a Wall Street Journal report. Um, so the federal government is now looking into this. That's not good. Uh, I'm sure uh, WB were new about this partly, and that's why we got a more sudden result. I think a big talking point as well from is from two weeks ago, Vince McMahon saying, fuck them, and then going out there on live television on SmackDown to resigning two weeks later. I think that's a big point. I think there's more coming up, but we'll see. Resigning two weeks later before a Madison Square Garden show and SummerSlam, yes. to be exact. It is two for a, massive shows. For a stubborn guy like Vince McMahon, he got pushed out. He got pushed Oh, yeah. Out. That's my opinion. Um, to dumb it down for everybody. Thank if, you. Like, you didn't want to hear that. Uh, he's a piece of shit. There you go. Yeah. That's that's my way to dumb it down. Um, and I say dumb it down because I'm dumbing it down for myself personally. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, there's a lot of there's a lot of things going around. The easiest yeah. way is just be like, okay, this guy's a piece of shit. Uh, he's getting everything that he deserves, and that's that. So to set to set, me, good. It's about time to set the table of what you're talking about before. Uh, company news for WB. WB and board directors announced new co-CEOs, Stephanie McMahon and Nick Khan. This was on Friday as well. WB and its board of directors today announced the appointment of Stephanie McMahon and Nick Khan as co-chief executive officers. Miss McMahon, Stephanie McMahon, has also been appointed chairwoman of the board. And Mr. Khan will continue... That's big time. Yes. Mr. <laughs> Khan will continue to serve as a member of the board along with like CFO and all yeah. the other stuff that he has. Uh, these appointments follow Vince McMahon's retirement resignation appoint announcement right. on Friday. Uh, we are grateful for the opportunity to lead WWE together with our unmatched management team, says Ms. McMahon and Mr. Khan. We recognize this is a tremendous opportunity and responsibility, and we look forward to serving the WWE universe. Additionally, WWE executive Paul Levesque, a.k.a. Triple H, will assume all responsibilities related to WWE's creative, in addition to his regular duties, which also on Friday became head of talent relations. So that was the first thing that dropped. That was the first thing that dropped that blew everybody. I was mind. like, "Oh, cool! That's cool! Like, That's great! That's awesome! Yeah, fuck you, Johnny Ace." You know, yeah, normal, normal behavior. Everyone at the time was like, "All right, Johnny Ace is the fall guy," and then a couple hours later, yeah. <laughs> Vince is gone. They were like, "Oh, he's also the fall guy." Got it. Got it. Um, so again, Triple a lot H of unpack there. Yes. So I let's talk about like you said. Let's talk about Triple H. 
Head of Talent Relations. My time. Let's talk about the game. Head of Talent Relations. This is how you play the game, baby. And head of creative. (laughs) Like you said, um, he was head of creative since uh, 2000 when he was head of creative for himself. That's true. Uh, (laughs) He is someone that let's let's talk about Triple H. So he had NXT. He was the head of creative for NXT. He built up that brand to become a, you know, and decided for it to become a touring brand. They toured that brand and brought in indie stars all over the place. And NXT for a... It became the best product in the U.S. Uh, uh, yes, 100%. The best American wrestling te- television product. Well, maybe not television product at the time, but... Not television. Product. Product. Uh, at the time, for years. Uh, for years. The mid-2000s. 2010s, I should say. Um, for years, it was the best product. Then, yep. it, you know, it started to trickle down a little bit. AEW started. Uh, they NXT went head to head. I believe that was more of a Vince decision than Triple H's decision in terms of moving mm-hmm. NXT to television. Um, then booking started. To, booking was fine for a little bit. Then it started to get really worse and malaise and kind of boring. Uh, ultimately, NXT ended up losing "quote unquote" that Wednesday Night War. Uh, Vince McMahon was not happy about that. Demoted Triple H within the company. Uh, then uh, Triple H obviously had a heart condition. I forget exactly what it was. Heart condition that put him out of action completely for Almost months. Died. Almost died. NXT gets completely rebranded to what it is now today. NXT 2.0. Triple H is gone for a bit. Still kind of executive. Kind of don't know what's happening. And now he's come back into the light. Come back. He's now the head of talent relations after Johnny Laurinaitis and the now head of WB Creative. So, how do you feel about Triple H being head of WWE Creative? Oh, he's absolutely the right choice. And and I know people have been spending all day like, well, you know, NXT when it got put to two hours was pretty bad, and blah, blah, blah. it was still better than Monday Night Raw and Friday Night SmackDown. You have to remember this. It was still better than those shows. And now he has the biggest stars in the company. On each show. So that alone, that alone, I have to just put that out there. Not just the biggest stars of the company, but the part, some of those stars in the company are people he brought in from NXT and he built up in NXT. Several names, almost the entire women's division, Kevin Owens, Finn Balor, Seth Rollins, all these guys are people that he brought in. Continue. And, you know, those were the guys that made NXT great there's still a lot of them left Sami Zayn, kevin owens finn balor those are like his three main guys for a long time there seth rollins his original guy in nxt right and then the women like you said it's pretty much the whole division that's left they haven't cut them all um by the way sasha banks if she's not coming back i'll be shocked um just wanted to put that out there as long as she's still on contract i wouldn't be shocked uh, because Triple H loves Sasha Banks, as you know, you would because she's you know your biggest star. Um, but nonetheless, there is a lot to like because of those reasons. I said yesterday, Finn Balor's birthday was yesterday. I said he got the best birthday present his career could have ever gotten. 
and that is Triple H in the seat, right? He's in the seat. These people are going to matter now. Shinsuke Nakamura going to matter now. Like all these people that Vince didn't get that are still there because obviously a lot of them are gone, but the ones that are still there, they're going to matter. Tommaso Ciampa cut a great promo after Raw yesterday about The Miz being a star. And I just sat there. I was like, you know, this is not going to last long. Champa's probably going to be fine now. But it's like those little things. I was like, does Champa cut that promo at all? If like those are, I think these are the little things we're noticing. And do I think Monday Night Raw and Friday Night SmackDown are going to change overnight to become musty t- products? Absolutely not. I don't think that's happening. I don't think there's a chance that that happens overnight. But to me, to me, it's still possible that they can just become shows you actually want to watch some of, just some of, Ryan. We reached a point where no one wanted to watch any of them. And I watched part of Raw last night. I didn't watch it all, but I watched certain parts. I'm not saying he had a lot to do with that because, again, he is building to a card that he didn't make. He's completing that. You know, he's doing the right thing. You complete what has already been in progress. It's the right thing to do, especially with a week away. Had this happened a month and a half out, SummerSlam is going to be a different card. But it did it. It's the week of, and it almost was a different card. Shout out, Brock. Uh, but but this is, this is what you got to do, right? And I watched the show, and maybe it's those rose-colored glasses. It probably is. But I was like, this is better. This is... This part of Raw is better than anything that I see on Raw or SmackDown in months that I've, like, you know, watched the video on social media and been like, wow, that was terrible. And then you look to guys who are already getting pushed that are Triple H guys. Shout out Walter. Walter's going to be in the driver's seat even more now. Guaranteed. That guy went from probably just a mid-card heel to a potential world champion again. Yeah. And I I guarantee you Butch isn't lasting much longer. Like, that is not going to Oh, happen. I completely Butch forgot about done. Butch. <laughs> yeah, Butch is going to get moved on and fixed. And, like, yeah. that's what's happening. L.A. Knight, he, you know, that, that was a story this week. Max Dupree disappears, gone, pretty much kicked off of TV. Two days later, Triple H is in power again. Guess who's probably going to come back is LA Knight. Like, these are the things that are yeah. in motion. This is the excitement that we have because the guys that helped us fall in love with NXT, they all have a shot now. Yeah. That's it. They have a shot. I don't expect Raw to be perfect. I don't expect SmackDown to be perfect. I expect AEW Dynamite each and every week to be the best wrestling show on television. That's not changing. Um, but the fact that I can sit there and say, you know what? This might be better. That's the win. I don't want to necessarily break your rose-colored glasses. I don't know if it will. Uh, should also be said that in the second segment of this morning's Wrestling Observer, this is coming from Reddit, uh, Dave Meltzer notes how last night's Raw show was written on Thursday, one day prior to Vince McMahon's resignation. few small That's changes were made, uh, but it was largely Vince's last ever written show. Dave also said to basically throw the episode out and don't count it towards the new regime as it was still very much a Vince show with the exclusion of the show being tore up in the last 30 minutes. Uh, so if you're really looking at what is the first show 
NXT maybe, probably not, but definitely no. SmackDown on Friday and then S- SummerSlam. I don't imagine there'd be too many different I things. I still think it was but... a decent show. I didn't watch it all, to be fair. I watched, like, Rey Mysterio Celebration. Yeah. And I saw Roman destroy Austin Theory, which I... there is no way that was, that was changed. Yeah. <laughs> Roman changed that one. <laughs> I, think, I think they were details littered throughout that were Triple H flourishes but the Mm. main story beats were Vince if that like like how how things are done how things were shot how things were set up I think that was sort of a Triple H thing absolutely but uh yeah no that is uh Triple H is fascinating uh you brought up a great point that I really would love to talk about and that is Triple H as head of talent relations his job is to make everyone happy and part of that is also a lot of wrestlers, the way to their heart is getting booked well. Uh, a lot of people in the current WWE roster system are from Triple H's NXT, and a lot of the people there are Triple H's kids, Triple H's babies. Um, a lot of people there. Like I said, the entire women's roster. You listed like 10 more names of the men's roster that are uh, in his corner. Not just the people that are there. Um, the biggest news part to this to me is him being creative is one of the reasons people constantly left wwe is because of their creative decisions their booking Mm -hmm. and how it affected them cesaro was someone that in that way if this happened months ago maybe cesaro was still there um john mox john mox is a good point this happened years ago maybe john mox is still there if this happened months ago maybe sasha banks and naomi are still there they're still free agents. They have we, a shot. we all took it as, oh yeah, they're 100% going to AEW. Now, they could easily come back to WWE because WWE always had the money over AEW, but now mm-hmm. they have the money and potentially right. better booking and, and a more friendly face to go to than Vince McMahon. Johnny Gargano has been yeah, out. That was a big one yesterday. <laughs> Johnny Gargano, Candice LeRae as well, have been out for a while. I think two people that Vince McMahon, obviously Johnny Gargano especially, uh, that Vince McMahon, uh, that Triple H really loves and enjoys. They're, Just consider him back. The entire landscape of wrestling free agency, I think, is going to change. I mean, William Regal. Mm. William Regal. Let's talk about him. Right. Someone that would probably come back. I mean, we'll probably say Road Dog come back and all that jazz. But William Regal is someone that was Vince uh, Triple H's like nearly, I would say, his right hand man for years, and he, he he left. I could see him come back. He got let go. Well, he got let go, but he, you know, I could see him come back if if he doesn't want to do AEW anymore. The idea mm-hmm. of this is the Triple H and creative and talent relations is the biggest shot across the bow to AEW that WWE could do uh, passively, I guess you could say. Um, you know, obviously there are bigger reasons why they have to do that, but the ramifications that affect other companies are huge. Look, you know, Shinsuke Nakamura and Kushida were people that he brought over from New Japan. He has access to more money now. Who else could he bring from New Japan? Uh, you know, who else could he bring from AEW? They can start t- taking people from AEW. They already got Cody, which, by the way, I'm very excited to see how Cody is booked in this in this Triple Cody's H reign. One of, 
Cody's winning the damn world title WrestleMania. That's what's happening. Yeah. Um, that's, a, that's more of a guarantee than anything else now. How much more off the leash could triple, could Cody be? I don't know. MJF. Oh, he's bleeding like crazy. His first match back. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Well, that's 100% true. Especially, MJF, that's the biggest one. Uh, especially if they're going to TV 14, which is another talking point. Uh, MJF is out there. Um, there are, you know, My, any right. number of people can be going now the Free agency has changed it's wild it, the the idea AEW needs the new TV money coming their way uh assuming yeah. it's coming their way because they do not have the bankroll to to maybe secure some of their own wrestlers no. and that is a terrifying statement i could see triple h being like hmm powerhouse hobbs and now. ricky starks look pretty good to me they're not really being booked you know to the best extent let's let's let me take them over and make him a star i could easily see these things happening um it is a fast i mean chris jericho i guess could also be another one i don't know jericho i don't think jericho vince guy yeah i don't think jericho likes triple h that much but the idea is still the same it is a massive blow kind of passively to aew and other and New Japan and any other companies. I mean, <laughs> it makes it interesting again. It it is it is the most passive indirect return to the war. Yeah. I would say it is, yeah. and that is a huge element to it. People are going to be better booked, presumably. People are, you know, because it, it is also Triple H's job to make sure people are happy. Um, they, let me. It's fascinating. Uh, this is perfect. Fightful Select uh reported the triple h talent meeting before raw so here here is what they wrote go for it triple h is leading up creative and wwe in place of vince mcmahon is talking to talent about it the move was announced on july 25th and at that night's wwe raw tapings the new evp of talent relations and head of creative spoke at a talent meeting talent that we were able to speak with said that the meeting went really well in their as a lot of optimism surrounding the change in Kratom from others in the company. Triple H led the meeting and promised the town transparency that some of them don't feel has existed under the previous regime. He also said that he wants open lines of communication between himself and talent waiting for hours for the opportunity to maybe speak to Vince McMahon had become commonplace in recent years with FaceTime with him dwindling. We also we're told that WWE, uh, not WWE, Triple H said that he wants work to be fun. Yeah. We'll work to unlearn more, but the general consensus has been positive. It's not going to be the That's same. night one. It's not going to be the same <coughs> ecosystem per se, no. but it is a similar, it is a more similar mindset to uh, Tony Khan than to Vince McMahon, I would say, if that makes sense. And hey, that alone communication, that could be a benefit for them. That's true. Uh, <laughs> that alone is going to be a massive difference for this company and a massive difference for talent. And that's huge. Here's here is it's very timely and we'll get to the Gresham stuff later. But when your head of talent relations is also your head of creative. Uh, hello, that's who you're going through either way. Yep. So that's kind of a big deal. Um, the the reason NXT worked was because Triple H worked with everybody. He talked with everybody. And 
Yes, I understand. One hour of NXT television compared to five hours of WWE television plus maybe NXT is going to be a big difference. It's going to take a while before he gets his team in there, right? Because a lot of his team's gone. Yeah. Shawn Michaels, is heading, the- Shawn Michaels is heading up NXT uh 2.0 Jeremy Borash is like the only one left uh Road Dog is gone but he can easily be <laughs> brought back in he didn't get the job at AEW uh William Regal's gone but who knows uh I don't know how long of a contract that is um I'm trying to whoever whoever else is I mean not even who is gone or who can still be brought up the people that are from the Vince regime that are still there that could easily be pushed out they're probably my my thought is that the Kevin Dunn's and the Bruce Pritchard's of yeah. the world, they're going to be kept at least through SummerSlam yes. because you kind of need full hands on deck for your second biggest pay-per-view of the year. Yes. And then changes are going to happen. And I think that's smart. Uh, but you could tell just from how we're talking about, there's optimism here that I think everyone should have optimism. I understand being pessimistic and kind of being like, well, really the last the last year of nxt vince was kind of boring and and not great yeah but again i give me the nxt on usa over the raw and smackdown yes because you know what i was watching nxt i was i wasn't watching raw and smackdown right and it we were comparing nxt to aew that's mostly why it was bad if we weren't comparing it to that probably would have liked it more yeah probably wouldn't mind it and and we gotta we gotta we gotta say this triple h was booking to try to beat AEW. he mm-hmm. doesn't have to do that now he can actually tell stories he doesn't have to just toss world title matches on tv just so he could compete to pop a rating that doesn't have to happen anymore he's right? not he's we not going up anymore. against aew head to head he's not at all no no it's just him having his own shows worrying about his own thing and that's when he cooked. He yep. cooked in the creative room when he did that. So that's why I'm optimistic. Free agency changes. There's going to be a plenty of back and forth between AEW and, and WWE roster members. They're going to be switches. Yep. And that's the business. This is actually, it's not a competition between AEW and WWE, but it's a competition for talent. Yes. So that's very important. So those guys that are as part of AEW that may not be getting that push, say a Ricky Starks, like you said, who is good friends with Cody Rhodes, by the way, this possible. And I just want to present this before we, you know, move on finally or whatever. Yeah. Is it crazy to think that the door could be open? That that is the biggest mystery is how Triple H feels regarding that. I personally any door, yes. any door. <laughs> I I doesn't have to be the AEW door. No, yes, I agree. Though they have a pretty good connection. I don't know because let I mean so Triple H is really the guy that headed up the independent wrestling. Uh, partnership division, yeah. right? Evolve, ICW, Progress, I think WXW. Uh, he's the guy that really headed that up and took all their talent eventually 
and those those companies are very much shells if the form itself, if not existing at all anymore. He was making his own company. You also have to remember that. That's that's also true. So the idea of working for another company in like an AEW New Japan is different because there's because there's a difference also between a one-off show versus a ongoing relationship. Um, right. You know, like progress and all those other shows had. So I don't know. That is a big question for me and a big, I would love to see how that plays out. It's nice to see. There's a question. Yes. Right. Like that's the best. Part. It was, it's not, a I closed don't really door. care if it doesn't. Happen. It wasn't a closed door before events, you know, yeah, triple the door H creaks open now. Yeah. The door creaks open just a little bit. You got you got someone that literally is connected as can be yeah. to AEW on your roster. And on the other side, AEW has countless guys that are Triple H guys. Mm-hmm. Countless. Mm-hmm. So you just never know. You never know. And that's why I brought it up. I don't think it happens today. I don't think it happens next month. I don't think it happens like in the next three or four months. But at least the conversation can be had that maybe someday, even if it's a one-off, yeah, you know, maybe maybe it's just one big show to pack an arena, yeah, a stadium. You never know. But the idea is there, and that again, I think, plays to the point of why we are optimistic. It's like the fact we can have these conversations and not just say no, not a shot. That's cool to me. I'm interested to see. Obviously, next week when we review SummerSlam, we're not going to walk away from it and be like, yeah, that was the greatest show that WWE's ever done or has done in years. We're not going to do that. It's still a Vince McMahon card. It's still a Vince McMahon show. Yeah. But Clash at the Castle, whatever the hell it's called, um, you know, Survivor Series, Royal Rumble. all these shows up, Royal Rumble, all these shows upcoming. That's going to be where it changes. WrestleMania next year has a much brighter picture now, right? It has a much brighter picture, Mm -hmm. a chance, you know, and I'm sure there's going to be matches that were probably already planned that will still be on that card, say Becky Lynch versus Ronda Rousey, but that's because it's a big money match. No matter what we feel about it, it's still a big money match. If you switch the roles and I think we see that go into play sooner rather than later. But again, I'm excited. I'm legitimately excited to see how this all goes. Does it crash and burn? Maybe. Does it, does it get worse? No, it doesn't because it can't. <laughs> I can't I can't see how it gets worse. I mean, let alone that Kevin Dunn and Triple H don't like each other. Kevin Dunn's days are numbered. Those camera cuts. Oh, like, that's wait. what I mean. Like, it's those small that things. That alone makes it better. <laughs> those small things of the camera cuts might be gone. Oh, oh, it's so good. All right, let's let's we've talked about it enough. There's obviously more stuff. This is a fascinating stuff. I, I I don't. There's probably more I could talk There'll about, but I also don't. There know. will be more. I don't, so yeah, to, like we're gonna have more every single week until yeah, it's over. I'm so. sure. That, I'm sure there'll be some stuff next week that will be unveiled. So let's and talk anyone about. Listening, don't worry, we're not covering Raw and SmackDown on a weekly basis. That's no. not. That is not happening. No. No. No um let's move on to ring of honor if, any, if anything scotty it might mean our wwe previews might be better uh that goes without saying i think <laughs> uh our ring of honor death before dishonor review um obviously we got a full card in front of us but i want to start off with the two big news items of it as well 
the beginning of the show and the end. beginning of the show and the end of the show. Uh, big opening of the show, the Ring of Honor World Title Match. Claudio Castagnoli defeated the champion Jonathan Gresham, who was now sided up with Prince Nana of the Embassy. In an 11-minute match. In 11 minute and 30 seconds. So, Gresham, suppo- this allegedly, supposedly, according to various reporters, uh, Gresham uh, was unhappy with how he was being booked, unhappy with decisions being made, allegedly cursed out Tony Khan, um, went out, didn't wear the robe, didn't have the flag, didn't have the mask, just went out in a t-shirt. Uh, 11 minutes later, lost the title looking at the lights. The next day, uh, we hear a report, you know, he immediately deactivates not only his own Twitter account, but the Terminus Twitter account. Sorry, Baron Black. Um, and then we also hear reports that... He just got his first win in AEW. Uh, and also God he damn. reports that uh, Jonathan Gresham wants out of his contract with AEW slash Ring of Honor. Sounds like he's out. It sounds like he, he is pissed and he is out. And wow. How, so where do you want to start? The match? The champ? The former champ? Where do you want to start? I think the match is easy. start. We got to start at the match, and it's because I want to start by saying they made the right choice. Yeah. Like, I understand. I understand the difficulties here. I understand that Jonathan Gresham deserves to be pissed. His title reign got screwed from day one. He won the title when Ring of Honor was going dark. Yeah. That alone was always going to be unfortunate. And he did his best with that title to keep it active you know he wrestled he defended on the indies he defended impact gcw like he defended it everywhere he could that alone bravo to him yeah but we gotta we gotta recognize this is tony khan's vision Mm -hmm. he is now building this he is going to put in position who he wants to put because listen he's not just owning this company he's trying to sell this company for a tv deal and no offense to jonathan gresham but the guy that is known for his time in wwe on top over the guy that not nearly enough people know is always going to be the better option for that tv deal great point i have no problem with it by the way claudio getting his moment to be world champion for the first time ever that's awesome claudio getting to pretty much be the head of a company i'm not complaining about that whatsoever but i understand the jonathan gresham anger too like one people pile on this guy like it's nobody's business right with the height stuff and it it happens all the time there's a reason he's not on twitter anymore and it's not just that and it, it sucks that it had to happen this way because his frustrations again he wasn't involved on AEW television at all. And when he was, he went heel last second. And and then Tully left. And Prince Nana's here. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, Prince Nana's great. Awesome. Mm-hmm. But it's just so last second. And it's like, oh, you're doing all these things. And it, it's a lot of well, moving parts. The Prince instantly. Nana thing might have been influenced by apparently. Well, that was influenced by Tully. Yeah. Apparently, apparently but, Tully uh, did not get on his flight because he was doing his uh, allegedly he was doing his like prison story time, time. His ministry. Yeah. Thing. So whatever. 
you know. But, but my main point is that's a lot of moving parts last second for the Ring of Honor world champion yeah. who is probably losing either way. So I understand his frustrations. I understand him wanting to move on. It sucks that he might be stepping away from wrestling because while I don't always love his matches, I don't always love pure rules. Jonathan Gresham's a great wrestler. Yeah. When he goes like the the faster style, like his match with the Takeshita from Terminus, that was really good. Of course, it had a shitty ending because that's just what happens at those shows. But it was really good. Like I'm sorry, I had to add that in because it's, it, it's, it's incredible it's, how many it's, times it's they Jonathan do. Gresham matches at Terminus, baby. And, they always end and, that and, way. And this is the this is the final point I'll say. No one cared about Ring of Honor more than jonathan gresham yeah the foundation was a nickname but it's what he felt yeah he cared so dearly about that promotion so think of what he's been through he watched it pretty much die he watched it get sold he watched himself kind of you know just try to make it exist while it was shut down in the first place and now he has to deal with someone new, a new company, a new guy who's going to make his own decisions. That's how business works, people. Like, who, like Triple H is going to have his own guys in WWE as champion down the line. And don't get me wrong, Roman Reigns is one of his guys. Yeah. But, like, that's my point. That's how this works. We just got over talking about it. Tri- Tony Khan has his guys. Yeah. That's just how it works. Him and, him and Jonathan Gresham don't know each other. They don't know each other, and we know that now. They didn't talk, right? So, like, to from the Wrestle Purist podcast where uh, Gresham was interviewed, Gresham was talking about how he never had talked to Tony Khan. They didn't have conversations. Mm-hmm. And there's part of the problem, and I think there is communication problems in AEW. We've heard it m- multiple times. Some people shut it down, but some people have confirmed it. So that that is true, too. But I think crowning claudio is the right move yeah but i also think gresham's anger is totally understand yeah the the match itself is pretty good you know there wasn't it yeah, wasn't it was nothing too, special nothing too special sure. nothing you know nothing kind of just the like, moment was special moment is better and then the news was even better yeah no i i completely understand john i completely understand jonathan gresham feeling i would say disrespected right hmm. he is someone that I guess that's the line, right? Is that I was going, he is someone that was appointed as the face of ring of honor when it was dying. I don't know if that is a self appointed face or an actually appointed. You can, you know, he was booked to be the world champion, but he kept taking bookings and defending the world title and all that jazz. Um, he may, he talked constantly talked about how keeping the ring of honor brand alive was his, you know, his baby, what he wanted his own wife, Jordan Grace, have has mentioned, why didn't you just take a different paycheck? Why didn't you just sign up Impact? And he said, no, I wanted to wait. I want to wait and keep Ring of Honor alive. This promotion feels... He's going up. Impact, by the way. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> uh, this promotion is super important to Jonathan Gresham. And he see it, it, ha- it has become his identity, I would mm-hmm. say. So... When, you know, a, you know, Ring of Honor gets sold and AEW starts, you know, he, he is the face of it. So he retains the title. He, you know, has, you know, has these other title matches at the Battle of the Belts against Castle. 
I imagine the Lee Moriarty match at Rampage would have happened here, and then Claudio would have debuted here if not for the Brian yeah. Danielson stuff. Um, so we would have had it. For, this would have happened a while later. I think this still would have happened no matter what. Um, but then everything, all that back end things got pushed into like yeah. eleven days. Uh, so Gresham felt disrespected, felt uh, yeah. pushed aside, and just didn't work out for him. You want. You know, it's a good for instance. You said it kind of became him. Yeah. Right? Ring of Honor was him. My best comparison for something we've seen like this is maybe Sting in WCW. Right? Sting didn't just jump to WWE when WCW closed. That just isn't him. He was WCW. That was his promotion. And he went down with the ship. And Jonathan Gresham was prepared to do the same. Yep. And he tried because his promotion was staying alive. WCW didn't stay alive. It just got brought in and eaten. Shifted around. Some went to TNA. Some stuff. Right. Ring of Honor, it it stayed alive in a sense. So to him, he said, okay, I'll give this a shot because this is the promotion I care about. There's still parts there that are Ring of Honor, right? Even to the commentary team, Riccoboni and Caprice are still the team. The logo still says ring of honor. The titles are still ring of honor titles, like all those things. So I get why he tried. I understand why he didn't sign with impact because it mattered a lot to him. Mm -hmm. So that alone, I totally respect. And I get why we are where we are now. It sucks. Yeah. It does suck because I think Gresham would have been a great piece of the Ring of Honor roster. Agreed. But again, again, Tony Khan had to put his guys in place. He has all his champions now. And truthfully, Ring of Honor looks better now than it's been in a long time because of it. We talked about it last week that we kind of thought that Claudio would win. Gresham might move to the pure title division and Cage might bump up. Like, like we even had the same idea probably TK yeah. probably had. And Gresham probably right. saw that. You know, I talk about, you know, he was the s- sort of a self-appointed face of Ring of, uh, Ring of Honor. But of what version of Ring of Honor? TK, Tony Khan, loves old school Ring of Honor. The CM Punk, Samoa Joe, Kenta days, right? You know, he... Danielson. Danielson. Not a fan of the Sinclair current regime of no. of, of that. And who became most people aren't, <laughs> and that is why the company didn't exist anymore. And who became the face of that company? Gresham, he, by becoming the face of that company, maybe helped keep it alive to be sold to a certain extent. But it, it is not. It is not the thing that Tony Khan wants. Right? It is not the thing that Tony Khan wanted. He wants old school Ring of Honor, the thing that made it popular. So he's going to have mm-hmm. the title on Claudio. He's going to bring in Colt Cabana. He's going to probably bring in other guys, Slim J and Ace Steel, I guess. Uh, I'm, I'm sure he's going to want to bring in Kenta at some point. Um, he's going to count on it to be what made it popular in the first place. Exactly. And what didn't As make you it. Should. And what didn't make And we talked about this when we talked about this. You can look it back up when Ring of Honor was getting sold. You know, we liked Ring of Honor. I really enjoyed Ring of Honor, but. A lot of people didn't, and that's the reason why the the company didn't exist anymore, right? I'm I mean, gonna be that guy. One of the one of the reasons why the company didn't exist anymore. He ended up giving us the one part of Sinclair Ring of Honor that I wanted. 
and that was the lucha aspect <laughs> that's the one thing he gave me and i was like good that's all i wanted you to keep i didn't yeah. need you to keep anything else um I think it's smart. I think he has everything correct in place. I saw some people say that it was like AEW with worse production, and I couldn't disagree more. Yeah. I think Ring of Honor has its own feel. I think Ring of Honor feels like Ring of Honor yeah. in a lot of ways. Did, I think. Did you notice the hard the, cam was different? Did you notice that? I realized that yeah. when I was watching the women's match. Yeah. It, instead yeah, of showing it the ring apron, it's right. The bottom of the frame is right on the ring apron. Seeing all the frames. I like it. It's the little things. Just try yeah. to change it up. I get that. Yeah. Um. And I like that. Again, we're we're right. We're gonna go through the pay per view, but his his he's leading Ring of Honor into a potential contract with these guys as his champion. Yeah. Claudio Castagnoli, Dalton Castle, and the boys. FTR. <laughs> um, FTR, Samoa Joe, Mercedes Martinez, right? Like yeah. he, oh, and Wheeler Yuta. And he's leading them because, listen, these are all people he can put on his AEW production. Yep. Uh, uh, until at, we get there to build their waiting, names more. As he's waiting for TV. You know? Yeah. It, it makes all the sense in the world. Sucks for Gresham. I don't have much more to say about Gresham. I think we said it all. Yeah. Um, I hope he comes back to wrestling when he's, you know, when he maybe chills out because he has a lot of, he's not, he's been working a lot despite, well, actually he slowed down once he signed with AEW, but maybe there's a lot of frustration there. I look forward to him coming back. I think him and in- Impact would be good. Maybe he dips his toe back in New Japan while he's with Impact. That's very possible. Like there's ways for him to go, uh, but, you know, mm-hmm. it all, the first, both sides, I get. I get it. I get it. I get it. Oh, 100%. Let's talk about the pay-per-view because the pay-per-view is really good. Uh, main event that was also newsworthy was the Ring of Honor World Tag Team title. Best two out of three falls match. FTR defeating the Briscoes in 43 minutes and 26 seconds. Not a two-match, two you know, two-pin sweep by the Briscoes here. The first ever two out of three falls match that they've lost in Ring of Honor. Uh, mm. But, you know, boy, howdy, this match was great. Was it as good as the last one? No. That one, I think, no. was a certified classic, five-star classic, easy-peasy. Yeah. This match was still great. This was an epic, though. This was an epic. This was an epic. And epics are more hit or miss for a lot of people. But it didn't miss. I'll it tell you that. It, it did certainly, not did not, <laughs> it certainly did not miss. This match was fantastic work by all four men. It was definitely slowed down a lot more than the last one, or at least felt slowed down a lot more. They were taking their pacing, taking their time. And it makes sense of that story is that, you know, they went out there guns a-blazing last time, but this time they have to be more strategic, more methodical in what they're trying to accomplish because one slip up and you lose the match, right? I mean, that happens every match, I guess. But, you you know, you're now, you know, one slip up and you can now be at one, you know, one pinfall to the Briscoe and you're like, oh, crap, we need to get two now. So, you know, right. bigger hill. So it's it's a lot of interesting things there as well. So what do you think of the match? Oh, I thought the match was um, excellent. It, it wasn't really shocking that it was excellent. My best way to kind of give everyone an idea is if that first one didn't happen this year, this would be in the conversation for Tag Team Match of the Year, no question about it. Mm-hmm. But that first one happened. and And the fact that they got to this point as a second match and delivered so much is an accomplishment on their part. It's asking a lot. Um, But, you know, the Briscoes, 
another another important part. They're signed to long-term Ring of Honor deals. Yes. Another news story that just, you know, got lost in all of this. But that's important. They get to take indie dates as long as, like, that was one of the key parts Tony Khan said. They can take indie dates, yep. especially until TV comes back for Ring of Honor, which is great, which is great. The Briscoes in Ring of Honor, it's the only right thing, right? They shouldn't be anywhere else. This mm-hmm. is their home. It's great. Uh, they're still among the elite tag teams in the world. Like they're in that conversation with FTR and the Young Bucks, mm-hmm. and they put on a show. I love the finish to this match with Dax hitting the pile driver off the top and just turning over, getting his foot on Briscoe for the one, two, three, because it, it showed how much how tiring this match was. Yeah, how much they went through. Listen, them getting the main event was perfect you if you didn't have this match main event it would have been wrong yeah it felt right it was great ftr again at the top of their game the briscoes at the top of their game truthfully (laughs) even though they're not showing it as much because they're not on tv as much as ftr they are at the top of their game all these years later so that is also fantastic great, stuff. That's the great news. If you sign long-term deals of Ring of Honor, that means they can be on AEW television. Yeah. So we might see Someday, them uh, we're around the corner. There. I, um, think, I think we're getting there. I, because people were like, well, they're not on AEW. Tony Khan sounded uncertain. I was like, yes, but they were on Bleacher Report. We're on Bleacher Report. And that is one step in the right direction. And can I also, can I speaking about that Briscoes thing, quick little victory lap, called it, baby. Called it last week. I told you. I was like, I'm. It would have been sure upsetting if you didn't call it. Yeah, I was like, I'm... like because I wanted you to be so right, and yeah. thank God you were. Yeah, it, saying it been upsetting otherwise. Saying that 100. I was like, I think they're signed. I think they're already yeah. signed. There we go, baby. You're right. Way uh, to be. Way to be. And in Ring of Honor, like we're gonna talk about the rest of the show real quick too. But sure. Ring of Honor still has the charm right it has rickabani caprice on mm-hmm. commentary and that's such that's such an important part of the package and they have this is gonna sound funny but they have their own they have a logo that kind of embodies ring of honor and like the history and yeah all i need now is just matching titles and when i say matching i mean let's just get the right logo on all these <laughs> titles because we currently have every single ring of honor logo going right now yeah on the world title we have the original on the tag titles we have the like really prominent ones. on the pure title i don't even know which one on the uh, woman's title it's the most current one like mm-hmm. we just have so many yeah that's my oh on the television title too we have the most current one so like that's my next thing and I didn't expect Tony Khan to have brand new titles made for this show, but Eventually, let's let's yeah. get a move on. We can't have uh, also like no offense, but the, Ring of, the original Ring of Honor title, world title, does not look like a, <laughs> look like a world title. <laughs> no, no, it looks like scrap metal. <laughs> it does, it does. It's a it's an indie title for sure. Uh, it looks like the tag titles. It does. I think that's that creates more confusion. Well, I'm mean, not about confusion, yeah. but it looks too similar. Uh, let's talk about the rest of the card. Uh, Ring of Honor World Television title match. We just kind of talked about that. Samoa Joe versus Jay Lethal. I thought this match was uh, pretty good. Uh, Samoa Joe's back. Samoa Joe's back, but definitely slower. I well, would say. yeah. I mean, yeah. He's older. He's definitely sure. older. But I think that despite the age, he's still putting out good performances. And they injuries. Have, and injuries. 
they have to like hide a couple things with him. Yeah. And I think him putting them them putting him with Jay Lethal was a great move. They held the whole Satnam Singh thing. Satnam Singh thing. I think you can still have classics with better wrestlers. Like I think yeah. you can still have a classic with a Danielson. Yeah. Because sure. obviously Danielson's Danielson, but the way they would wrestle and the style fits more. Like Lethal's fine, but Joe's more gritty mm-hmm. in his style. And mm-hmm. Joe still has that presence about him. Like he literally doesn't have to have a good match ever again. And he's still like very important. Um yeah. Like the brawl before the match is great. Yeah, was I thought really that good. brawl was really good. Uh <laughs> I I really enjoyed I mean Sun Singh, I, I think they're using him effectively. He's good. Honestly. I yeah. think they're really they've using won, him effectively. They've won me over after the uh the wet fart that was his debut. Oh, sure, sure, sure. But uh it is what is it what's the thing he does where he goes like yeah, he slaps his knee and then does a what finger point? Yeah. I don't know what that's about. But uh yeah, no, but I thought this match was pretty good. Uh I, I, the rest of this card, besides those two like news items in the main event, a lot of this card itself was like pretty good, but nothing I would like write home about per se. Oh no, no, no. Roosh versus Dragon Lee I'm well, writing home about. We'll get to that, I guess. Um, but yeah, there's there's a lot of stuff in here that was just like, oh yeah, it's pretty good, pretty good match. Um, Ring of Honor wor- women's world title match, Mercedes Martinez versus Serena Deeb. I thought this was pretty good. A lot of, I th- a lot of praise for this one. I thought this was uh one of the better matches I've seen from Mercedes Martinez since uh leaving it's NXT. The best one I've seen. Ah, no, no, backtrack, backtrack. This is probably the best Mercedes Martinez match I've seen since she signed with NXT. <laughs> Sure, 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 sure. Uh, this match was uh, really good. Uh, Serena D. Mercedes Martinez. It took a little bit for the crowd to get into this match, but once they did, they yeah. got there. I feel like it was the D basically being dropped on her head out of that spider suplex, I believe it was the move, uh, that mm-hmm. j- just drops deep on her no- noodle. Uh, that was a fantastic spot. crowd got into it after that point. Uh, just, you know, a lot of good effort, good limb work. Uh, that eventually won over the crowd and you know did a good job. Could did a good job. Mercedes Martinez Martinez showed up here and I greatly enjoyed it. But Serena Deeb again, fantastic. So what are you gonna say? Yeah, I, I thought it was really good. Um, one of the better Tony Khan women's ma- title matches, like under his umbrella. Mm-hmm. Uh, Serena Deeb's great. I was hoping she won, but good to see Martina Martinez not be a transitional champion. She can have a probably make it to the next pay-per-view then maybe lose they they should probably find someone that they want to kind of help carry that too and that will be part of it um who do you, can you think of anyone that you would like to see do that i mean uh, I, I agree dakota kai Ooh, dakota kai's out there dakota kai's candice lorey candice lorey well That's... i don't think candice lorey's coming now I, I don't know. The, the I, I don't know. I it could go either way on it. I I guess Cancer Ray is a pre Triple H reign thought point and I have to reassess a lot of things there. Yeah. Cancel Ray would have been my choice. But uh I think I think Dakota. Can I do really Can I do a wild card that I think would actually be great? Uh yeah. Emmy Sakura. Sure. Oh, that'd be great. That'd I think, be great one. I think Tony Storm had a good dark match. I, I know. <laughs> I was there. Uh, yeah, I think Emmy Sakura would actually be really good in this spot. 
maybe Hikaru Shida as well. But I think for some reason, I feel like Emi Sakura would be really good in this spot. Riho? Riho? What's Listen, she doing? What's she... Nothing. That's why I said it. She's never doing anything. Uh, let's talk about the next match. Make this the wrestling. Type, yeah. Yeah, let's right? do it. Let's that's do what it. Ring of Honor is supposed to be. Um, let's talk about singles match. The only singles match on the card, non-title match. Roosh versus Dragon Lee with Roosh winning in 15 minutes and 50 seconds. Scotty, you have the floor because I know you want it. Oh, man. Never let Dragon Lee go again. Never let this man go again. This man is so good. Everyone should be wanting to pay him. And I understand why New Japan can't. But listen, everyone else can. That's my whole thing. Like, AEW can pay him. They can give him a contract. I, you know why I know that? Because they have other AAA people on their roster, right? There is no problem there. They work with AAA for a reason. Mm-hmm. Sign Dragon Lee, put him with Rouge and Andrade. Have that be the best trio in your company. No offense to all the other trios, but what a trio that would be. Rouge would be the weakest wrestler in that, by the way, which not a bad weak wrestler to have. Um, watching these two brothers go head to head, just oh, so good, so enjoyable. I think I think it was a good like reintroduction for people that don't know who Dragon Lee is. Like because Roosh is presented as this big time star, you know, you watch his entrance as the white bull and he you know, he just looks like a million bucks, right? He's fighting John Moxley for the AEW world title this week on Dynamite, after all. Yeah. So kind of introducing Dragon Lee and showing not only that he can hang, but like that tote bay spot where they went crashing through the table. Dragon Lee you know, he's in the same conversation as Darby Allen for the best tope in the game. Uh, like Dragon Lee's fantastic. Dragon Lee, I can't sing his praises enough. This guy needs to be on these shows. If you want to put him on Ring of Honor, so be it. If you want to put him on AEW, please do. Like that's yeah. that's really where I am. Uh, you know, Roosh, Roosh is an interesting wrestler to me because Obviously, you know, the, we know how he works. Like the, he, booking him is can be a headache, I'm sure. Um, <laughs> but he's been good so far. He's been willing to, you know, play ball, which has been great. And he's probably getting a heavy amount of money to play ball, um, more than Ring of Honor probably ever paid him. Mm-hmm. But that's the thing. Like, as long as, as long as Roosh has the right mindset and is willing to play ball, he is a better, he is a great part of your roster. I I love this match. Um, I think these two kicked each other's asses, which was great. You know, brother versus brother. First time ever, by the way. Crazy. Um, which is just like, because they've been together pretty yeah. much forever, um, obviously, like in every roster they've been on. But uh, yeah, my, my, biggest, my biggest takeaway is you have to sign Dragon League. Yeah. He's not doing anything. <laughs> you got to sign Dragon Lee just so that you can do. Uh, God, I can't believe they did the Andrade versus Darby Allen feud so early because we got to go circle back around so we can do Andrade versus or Darby versus Roosh. Uh, Darby versus Dragon Lee. <sighs> that's got that's got Hiromu energy, Hiromu Dragon Lee energy yeah, all around it. Does. It, um, it does. Yeah, they'll never go get to go back to New Japan. So this is what I need. Exactly, uh, exactly. Um, or at the very least, you got to sign up. He's also AEW. time out, time out. Dragon Lee is very young still. Uh, he is twenty-seven years old. 
wow he's got yeah oh he's that good <laughs> damn yeah no uh this match is fantastic uh the table spot the the diving match table, of the night for me by the, the way. diving table spot looked awful awful and good at the same time like yes. it wasn't like a perfect hit but it also looked and the table exploded in such a great way but also like dragon lee was basically hit the table with his head <laughs> and broke it it was just it was oh my god that was a great table spot and yeah just dragon lee is a fantastic wrestler I, you and i have singed his praises over and over again about dragon Lee. i will do it until he gets a contract give him the bag give him the bag he, Jose. he is the least difficult to book out of the two brothers yeah <laughs> Yeah. He plays ball. Roosh doesn't play ball. No, no. <laughs> he Roosh. does now because he gets paid a lot. But like, there's going to be a time where Roosh probably says, "All right, I'm done." There's a reason we didn't get the Roosh is all elite graphic. <laughs> That's true. That is very true. Uh, Roosh only plays ball until he feels like the money he's making is not enough, and then and then there's, yeah. that's going to happen. <laughs> he's Keiji Muta without the history behind him. <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, Ring of Honor pure title match. Wheeler Yuta defeats Daniel Garcia. A lot of this Daniel Garcia kid had a lot of uh, regal-isms. He was shouting out, not really shouting out, but sort of shouting out in sort of a nagging way to William Regal on commentary. Uh, I thought this match was... You must have loved this one. What's that? You must have loved this. I thought it was pretty good. I, I, I Hmm. I wasn't totally into it. I thought it was pretty good, but I wasn't like 100% in, in on board of this. Uh, I think that these two have a better match in them. Um, the you know the one hour the one hour Iron Man match, whatever it was, you know one hour draw is not necessarily the better match. This was not necessarily the better match. I think overall, I think these guys can have a better match. Maybe that's a couple years down the line. Maybe it's around the corner. I don't know, but I just I feel like these guys have have better matches and maybe it's the idea that these both these guys are really good but they are not yet on the on the land of can make other people better per se like they're really good wrestlers you put them against people that are really good they can have exceptional matches um but putting them against each other you know it it doesn't it doesn't necessarily work in my head i guess right it still worked. Um, I still really like this match. It still was really good. But I wasn't as like over the top as I this, thought it could be. This was my third favorite match of the show. So like after the Roosh and Lee one, and then the main obviously event. after the main event. Yeah. Um, it exceeded I, my expectations. I think that's the same said, for me as well. Yeah. As I said last week when I was on the show, like I didn't go into it as high expectations as other people have because I'm not as high on these two as everyone else. Mm-hmm. But that probably made the match better for me because yeah. like you're, you're high on both of them, obviously. And I, I understand where you're coming from. Of like, they could definitely have a better match. And I have to, you have to remember like one of them's 25 and the other one's 23. Like they haven't even, they haven't even sniffed their prime yet. No. So I'm sure they're going to have a lot of great matches down the line, but this was a good showcase of like what they can do. The match got better as it got later to me because they got more physical. You know, there's, Listen, we talked about this. Pure rules kind of suck, and they didn't let it hurt them too much. Mm-hmm. They didn't do like like the rope break was used once. Yep, and like it it didn't really matter. It just was a regular match, which I thought benefited it a lot. Um, I liked it. Uh, they did a great job, especially on the stage they were on. 
Mm-hmm. I look forward to, but I wouldn't be shocked if uh, I walk away from Dynamite and I say Daniel Garcia had a better match on Dynamite because of who he's wrestling. That's uh, I think that's also my point is that he can have better matches with even better people. He's just I mean how old yeah, is he? He's which, like he's twenty three, right? Yeah, he's twenty three. I'm, I'm this was one of those times though I walked away and I was like, okay, I get it. Like I get where because I because listen, anyone can have a great match with Danielson. Anyone can have a great match with CM Punk. Mm-hmm. I needed to see it against someone that's not that level. And yeah, I saw it. Like, right? Like I understand Daniel Garcia can have a great match with John Moxley. Guess what? Everyone's having a great match with John Moxley this year. It's not like it's like a new thing we we you and me praised that dynamite match um a few months ago that they had like that that never i never thought like he was bad it's just show me something with someone else that isn't that level i thought he did here um and i'm interested to see where these two go but they're two good pieces for that pure division um i hate pure rules but they didn't make it bother them so i enjoyed this uh, there was also the on the main card, last match on the main card for us, the Ring of Honor World six-man tag team match. Dalton Castle and the boys now having names of Brandon and Brett. Brent? Uh, yeah, defeated, yeah, they got their names. Defeated the Righteous, Bateman, Dutch, and Vincent with Vita Von Starr. That was great. That was great. I love these three. <laughs> like, this was just fun. <laughs> yeah, this this match wasn't like entirely like good, maybe, but it was entirely no. fun. The boys yeah. being thrown out started to go over. Vita Von yeah. Star, just her moon salt was beautiful. Alden Castle felt fresh. Yeah, he felt fresh. I think that one of the reasons the crowd wasn't into this is because they just did not know. This is one hundred percent AEW crowd. No idea who the yeah. Righteous are. Uh, barely know who the boys Dalton Castle are. Uh, they know who Dalton Castle is. I don't think they know the boys. Uh, no, no one knows who the Righteous are. Yeah, no one knows who the Righteous are. I love the Righteous. I love that group so much. It's just a shame. Loved. But loved God, I guess. No. Yeah, they're definitely, they think this is their last match, but I, I think they're fantastic. Impact, right? I think they're fantastic. Yeah, Vincent's an Impact, Bateman's in New Japan, and Dutch is uh, somewhere, I guess. Hold on. Bateman's in New Japan strong. You got to be careful. Fair that. enough. You can't, you can't have people thinking he's over in Japan just like yeah getting getting opportunities as other people are that's true dutch is just he's just been on the indies it was a fun match to add though and i'm happy they didn't kill off the uh six-man titles like i expected yeah were yeah i'm glad i'm glad to see them here uh and i thought it was a fun match though they do have a tough time now it's like oh ring of honor has six-man titles interesting Mm -hmm. ring of honor does not have as many good uh trios as yeah you know a certain other company does so yeah kenny get your ass back buddy get your back was that last week too or was that two weeks ago what was the kenny thing that he's coming back that was last hopefully around all that was last week so much stuff has happened i I, you gotta you gotta forgive me that's true uh there was also the zero hour which if you i don't know if you have any thoughts on any of these matches but we had cole cabana defeated do i have no thoughts cole cabana (laughs) defeated anthony henry in 10 minutes, the trust busters. Oh, the embassy's dope. Uh, the embassy? Well, yeah, embassy Brian Cage, Khan, and Toa Lo- Leona versus Alex Zane, Blake Christian, Tony Deppin. Yeah, that was a good match. The embassy were pretty dope. Zane, Christian, I like Deppin them also did with, a good job. I like them with Nana. I think that's going to work out really well. Yeah, I, can, I can't wait to see the embassy destroy uh, Dalton Castle and the boys. 
Uh, yes. But I'd love to see Dalton Castle, the boys versus Zane Christian and Deppin. I think those three are a good pairing as well. Like, was this the first time we've seen them in a match together, all three of them? Uh, I think it is. Yeah. Of the embassy? Yeah. Yes. Okay. They work perfectly together. Like, yeah. And they're only going to get better. the main guy. They're only yeah, going to get better. Exactly. Um, I like them a lot. They just kind of look like monsters, which obviously they are. And now you can work to a Brian Cage, Claudio match down the line, which is going to be fantastic, truthfully. Mm-hmm. I know people aren't like, I know people aren't Brian Cage's biggest fans, but like I can acknowledge he's a good wrestler. Yeah. Um, and, you know, that he should have always been the main guy of this group. No offense to Gresham. We talked about it last week. Mm-hmm. And he, he definitely will be now. And I think with Khan and Toa Leona, it's a good combo. It's a good trio. I like it. And Prince Nana is really good. Yeah. So I think in time, as they work together more, it will really gel. Agreed. Uh, there was also Ari, Ari Davari and Slim J pre the Trustbusters. This is pre Parker Bordeaux. We know spoilers that he will be joining this group as well. Defeated Shinobi Shadow Squad, Cheeseburger, and Eli Isom. I wish Eli Isom was in a better spot, but it is what it is, I guess. Give me some, <laughs> I also give noticed, me some more workhorsemen. I also way. noticed that they changed Cheeseburger's name back to Cheeseburger instead of world-famous CB. Shocking uh, that they didn't click. Uh, and then also Willow Nightingale defeated Allison K in 7 minutes and 50 seconds. Uh, but yeah, uh, I would say a pretty good show overall. Uh, I don't think it was as good as the last one, uh, as the Supercard of Honor. Um, but that definitely well, had the problem with Supercard of Honor. I can only remember one match. That's true. <laughs> I well, I also remember the, this might have been a better top to bottom card for me. I st- I remember Brian Cage versus Ninja Back- Mac and really loving that. I also remember Swerve versus uh, Alex Zane, and oh, I yeah. thought that was a great match. That. Uh, I think also the problem is that I thought Alex Zane Swerve were a four star match, but it's like I've seen so many four star matches like every week, so it's just kind of like, all right, yeah, we're printing out four star matches nowadays. Like wrestling is back, back, yeah. mm-hmm. so it's like, how much can I remember? I think this, like, I think Tony Khan's shooting a hundred percent for pay per views this year. I think that's most important. Like every yeah. pay per view that he's done has at least been good, which. That's all I asked for. I agree. Speaking about good pay-per-views, SummerSlam is happening this Saturday uh, for the WWE brand. This is a Vince McMahon <laughs> booked brand. card uh, with some... It'll be a Triple H Rand show, though. Triple H Rand show. So th- how it all works is going to be fascinating to see how it plays out. Um, this obviously is recorded before SmackDown, so there may be more matches added. I don't think it's a bad show. Uh, also, it's, Edge isn't on it, by the way. <laughs> it's not a bad show, but it's very similar it's to Money in the Bank, so it's that. But also, yeah. that might mean that this show is better, maybe. I don't yeah. know. Um, it probably will be better. Yeah, but at the time right now, we have nine matches. I could easily see them adding one or two more, um, especially if they do like a pre-show match. Uh, but we got uh, everyone's favorite match. You know you're excited for it. Pat McAfee is wrestling this time. I am excited for it, actually. Against Happy Corbin. So why are you excited about this match? Because Pat McAfee's the best baby face in WWE. That's why. Come on now. He's a star, baby. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's actually a lot of cool history here. Um, so Pat McAfee and, and uh, 
Corbin when happy, they were in the NFL. Happy Corbin. Sorry, I just said Corbin. I didn't say any other thing. I'm just going to call him Corbin. When they were in the NFL together, they actually were roommates mm-hmm. on the Indianapolis Colts. And when uh, I think when Corbin was still trying to like make it in the NFL, McAfee let him live at his house yeah. after the fact when you know McAfee became successful. So they're actually friends. So it's cool to see them have a match. Obviously, I'm not the biggest Corbin fan, but I think much like McAfee versus Austin Theory, this is going to work because the crowd's going to love Pat McAfee because that is just how good he is. Um, and like I said earlier this year, like when he signed that multi-year contract, I was like, that is the most important signing that they've made in forever. Like losing him would suck. Um, I like him as this big match attraction. He, he hasn't had a bad match. I don't count the Vince ones. So get out of here. I don't count that. That wasn't a match. That was just a joke. Yeah. Right. Like, actual matches he hasn't had a bad match he cares he enjoys it so i'm looking forward to it he should win he should win because i don't care enough about happy corbin for corbin to win so there you go yeah uh the match should be fine and i'm very excited about pat mcafee coming out to the uh white stripes that's all i'm excited about. yes that's the best part that's the best part it's the energy going yeah, I can't wait to start the show with white stripes. That's how we're going to do it, baby. Yes. Uh, another singles match that I know you're excited about. The Miz versus Logan Paul. This has been months in the making. The The newly minted, signed Logan Paul is here. He's in a video game. He has probably trading yes. cards on the way. Uh, as Machine Gun Kelly, to be fair. Oh, yes. Wait, Machine Gun Kelly in the game as well? Oh, my God. Yeah, because he did the soundtrack, so they put him the character and i want to i just want to put this out this has nothing to do with anything now but like you remember when they used to have like machine gun kelly on their shows and like sing when he wasn't popular and now like they have him in their pocket clearly and they don't put him on a show i find it very funny like they're like now that you're popular we don't want you look triple h <laughs> triple h loves you know how he loves musicians like poppy so you Logan know poppy, so. you know for a fact that machine gun Kelly I, and people I, are performing. I, I would absolutely pop if he had pop be singing at summers <laughs> be like now i know this is the triple h regime baby um <laughs> this match should be whatever uh, Logan, logan paul and pat mcafee are two of the best celebrity uh wrestlers that i've seen yeah so i mean it won't be bad. It'll probably be bad. Yeah. Uh, Logan I, Paul's going to win. <laughs> That's yep. about all I got for you. Logan Paul's um, going to win. He's going to wrestle well. I don't like the guy. He's going to have cool gear again. He's going to have cool gear. Uh, him versus The Miz is not the most exciting matchup I think you could make with Logan Paul, but it is what it is. Just have him beat The Miz. We'll move on to Logan Paul. Should just did him and Champa. Yeah, I actually probably would have slapped. <laughs> well, tri- Triple H is making the show run, so why not? Well, no, because then Champ has to win. <laughs> nah, no, you can have Logan Paul. Well, no, because then, then Logan Paul this beats is Champa. Triple H regime, I would buddy. say Logan Paul beats. Ch- oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, you're right. Uh, another singles match: Seth Rollins versus Riddle. Uh, this one gets uh, added as well. Probably should be the match of the night. If I had a comfort. If I was to guess, either this or the women's uh, title match, not the SmackDown one, the Raw one. And I only say that because I watched the Raw one at WrestleMania this year. Mm-hmm. They did pretty well, to say the least. So, uh, yeah, I mean, Rollins versus Riddle, it's a good spot for both of them because obviously they don't have a 
spot for Rollins. They did tease the Rollins Reigns thing again on Raw last night, which is great because mm-hmm. I think it's a story you should go back to. Um, but good spot for Riddle, good spot for Rollins. I'm sure they'll have a great match. Yeah, I'm sure this match will also be good. Uh, Riddle has been secretly pretty good this year. Rollins has also been really great. Granted, it's a lot of those matches have been Cody Rhodes, but still been very good this year as well. Five-star Cody, baby. Tag Team No DQ match, the Mysterios. Ray and Dominic Mysterio versus Damian Priest and Finn Balor. You know... This match would be really good if Dominic Mysterio was like anyone else. I'll take a Le- my hope. I'll take a Leah. My the the, <laughs> the daughter. I was hoping they added a Leah, added Rhea Ripley to the match. I'd be like, this is crazy. Let's go crazy. Yeah. Because um, I'm ready to go, go, go. <laughs> yeah. Um. I, my my ultimate hope is that Dominic gets attacked. Before the match and edges Rey Mysterio's tag team partner. That's possible. Oh yeah, I guess that is that could that could totally happen. Edge returns SummerSlam. Edge returns SummerSlam. Yeah. Yeah. That I actually I wouldn't be surprised if that happens actually. If they take out Dominic, maybe that happens on SmackDown or something. They take out Dominic, replace him with Edge. So you got the return of Edge versus and Rey Mysterio as a tag team. Edge getting redemption mm-hmm. against that could work. I like yeah. that idea actually. That's actually pretty yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. Um, WWE SmackDown Women's Title Match: Liv Morgan versus Ronda Rousey. What oh. now? In a Vince world, <laughs> Ronda's winning. Triple H world, Ronda's winning. <laughs> <laughs> the only shot Liv Morgan had here, if it was a Paul Heyman world. And it's not a Paul world yet, though uh, I did see Wade Keller uh, hint at that, that Paul Heyman is, has a good relationship with both Stephanie and Triple H, and that he could be leaned on, which yep. I think is good for the most part. Uh, yeah, no, uh, this is the start of the Ronda Rousey heel run. Yeah, her winning would be a good way to turn her as well, because yeah, you know she's going to snap the arm. Ronda Rousey's a very good heel. Mm-hmm. She is not a good baby face at all. So this, I'm actually happy she's turning. Sorry for Liv Morgan. I don't think Liv Morgan. Now that now that it's a Triple H regime once again, I don't think Liv Morgan gets shot down the card or anything. Um, and I don't think she was going to either because she her merch sales are high. I remember that report a while back. Like everything about her is really high. It's just no offense to Liv. This is always to get Ronda to a heel spot. I feel. Yeah, that's that's what I'm thinking as well. It's a shame, but I guess it yeah. is what it is, I guess. Maybe maybe it has fans, you know, kind of back her even more. I think that's possible. I think that maybe that's the idea. Uh Raw Women's title match, Bianca Belair versus Becky Lynch. This should be excellent. Mm-hmm. These two have great chemistry. I watched them have one of the best WrestleMania women's matches of all time. Mm-hmm literally a few months ago i think this is also the start of becky going back to babyface she loses here and then you start that turn because listen it's all about becky versus ronda at the end of the day that's where we're going that's the big match i think you you know becky loses here maybe she goes off tv for a while maybe she starts to you know she just needs to get back to being a baby face because that is becky's best role she's been miscast for too long but that being said i firmly believe it won't affect the match this could be the match of the night 
Raw and SmackDown tag team title match with special guest referee Jeff Jarrett. J E double F J A double R E double T. That is that is the busiest man of SummerSlam weekend right there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This will be the day before he wrestles Ric Flair in his retirement match. <laughs> Uh, the Usos versus the Street Profits again. Uh, I think this will be better. I think this will be better. I also, think... Montez Ford is huge. He's he's huge. He's gotten big. He's In gotten a good real way. big. Not like not like a bad thing. No, he's like swole, I saw him got, next to. He's swollen yeah. up. I saw him next to Roman last night on Raw. Mm-hmm. And I was like, holy shit. This guy is massive. I was like, give him the world title already. <laughs> like, clearly, that's what he's getting himself ready for. And I respect that. Anyone that commits themselves because they he knows how good he is. Yeah. I respect that totally because he is a star. No offense to Angelo. I think Angelo is solid, but he ain't Montez Ford. They're not winning, by the way. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think it's either Street Profits are winning uh or street... i hope i get what i want yeah or the street profits are losing and i think this is where the four dawkins turn you didn't even ask me what i want where do you want scotty i want double j to join the bloodline. you want double j to join the bloodline and find a way to pin the usos for the titles <laughs> yeah he, yeah he's gonna work he's gonna work against himself he's gonna work against rick flair this way it'll be like listen you gotta beat that old man tomorrow. Um, Look, no, I think this is hey, hey, double, this is gonna be a great match. Hey, Double J, uh, you're the special referee. This is the decision. We're gonna have the Street Profits pin the Usos. That ain't working for me, brother. All right, we'll do the Usos pin the Street Profits. That ain't working for me, brother. What do you mean? I want the belts. You're the ref. You can't be. The, you can't have the belts. I want them. I need. Them. I was the ref. <laughs> I was the ref. Put me in. He rips off the shirt. And he's got. He's got a. I don't know a singlet on. Uh, you never wore a singlet. Did you ever I wear a singlet? This, yeah. I don't think so. I. The. I guess the good part about this is like I've said multiple times, this should be a really good match. So like that alone, like card wise, there's a lot of good matches on this show, like wrestling terms. So that's the one benefit of this card. Yeah. Uh, next up is the U.S. title match: Bobby Lashley versus Theory again. I don't think there's much more to say. It's interesting that Vince wrote Theory to be sort of demoralized, I guess, on Monday Night Raw um, <laughs> before this match. Roman Reigns went a little, a little, a little different. Okay. Yeah, so I don't know, but me, I, I don't think I don't think Theory's gonna win, so I don't think it really matters. But yeah, no, Bob should win. Bob should Bob, win. Bob, Bob, Bob's very over. What happened to John Cena? What wasn't John Cena gonna have a match against Austin Theory at SummerSlam? What happened to that? Um, I don't know if you uh, remember this, but uh, there's a certain like a lot of happening with WWE, and I'm sure John Cena doesn't want to touch that with a. 10 foot pole right now so john cena's too busy getting scanned in to be in Fortnite. that's what he's doing he get in. married again or something he did get married did he get married a second time yeah. like to yeah. the same person no i don't think so <laughs> i think he got engaged i think that's what you're confusing with yeah i know but good for him happy for john boy wb title and universal title and last man standing match roman reigns versus goldberg oh sorry no it is in fact brock lenzer will be facing roman reigns for that title is confirmed unless something happens day of. Uh, Scotty, what do you think? I'm going to be bold here, Ryan. All right. 
I think this is going to be their best match since that first WrestleMania match. That I, since their first, well, how was that five years? Thirty-one, five years 31. ago. No, like uh, forever ago. WrestleMania thirty-one when Roman won had won the Rumble. Seth cashed in. Oh, I don't think yeah. this will be their best match since, uh, which isn't really tough company. Um, <laughs> it's not asking for a lot, but last man standing. Well, here's my thought of this is that like SummerSlam's TV 14. Mm-hmm. There's oh, a this, lot of vicious gonna be ways to go here. There's going to be blood yeah. 100%. Do you, it's the last time ever, supposedly. Do you see Triple H putting the title on Brock or keeping it on Roman? Keeping it on Roman. I agree. I think I think the, they have the Drew match teed up. Yeah, and that's uh, that has more bills. By the so. way, I'm hoping that that stupid match they have between uh, McIntyre and Sheamus. I think it's like a Shillelagh match or something. Uh, on SmackDown, I oh, would like okay. if they just move those two to SummerSlam because they would probably have like the best match of the night. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if it's gonna be a Shillelagh match, then the special guest referee for that match does fit Austin Theory cash it. Ooh, good point. This is a good idea. You know, he's been, demor- been saying it on on TV for like a month now. He was demoralized on Raw as well against Roman, so maybe he wants to do something like that. There's also the Brock and Madison Square Garden. He lost in 40 seconds. Hmm. I could see it. I don't know. If Triple H would want to put the world title on I Austin see him Theory, fail. does does if Austin Theory cashes in, does he only gets one title belt? Right. I don't know. <laughs> if it's one title belt, I could see him be successful, but I don't know. Yeah, I, because I, I'm unsure. Because the question at hand, right, for the these titles, the undisputed, is that. When you go to the WWE roster page, Roman Reigns is there twice. So they are keeping the titles separate. They didn't combine them. Yeah. Um, or they just want to show us Roman Reigns twice. That's very possible too. Uh, but like that for me, I think is why I'm I, I'm confident that he would cash in for one, which I think would be okay. Yeah. But even then, it's um, like, do you want to have Austin Theory hold no, the no, WWE title or <laughs> the universal you, title at this you point. Really, though, I just, I don't think he's ready. I don't think he's ready at either. all. I, don't um, think he's ready. I think he will be probably someday, but like, he's yeah. not ready. Also, maybe they'll add a uh, Walter versus Shinsuke to the show. So that'd be cool. that could be fun. Oh yeah, because yeah, SmackDown's coming up, so that could probably happen. I could see that happening. Yeah. Uh, but that is so far what we got for SummerSlam, and that is obviously Ooh. happening this Saturday. Don't this have a lot of absolute marathon. Don't <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot happening this weekend. More G1 Climax. We're not going to talk about it today. Uh, Music City Mayhem is also happening. But also, real quickly, and I know Scotty has covered this before in the past, but let's just talk about it here as well. Five Star for Stardom is happening. It's their sort of G1-esque tournament is happening this starting this Saturday as well. And it will be going yeah. on 
for the rest of forever, basically. Uh, Until October 1st. Yeah, it's, uh, what is that, uh, two, three months, three months of, uh, of stardom? So, and they got plenty oh, of stuff in between. A lot, a lot of stuff's going to happen. So, we got uh, two big blocks here, uh, red and blue. Um, obviously, also some additional changes, so you can also get those thoughts as well. Oh, yeah. So, the block This changes. is, is going to be my first time thoughts on it. So, you actually got something fresh. Yeah, baby, Ring Post Radio gets the fresh takes. Uh, usually you do, because usually we talk about their pay-per-views before I talk about them anywhere else, too. That's so. true. Well, let's talk about but. the newsworthy block, uh, in a way, which is the Red Star block. Uh, it has Shuri, Tam Nakano, Utami Hayashishida, Azume, Kagama, Mika, Himika, uh, no longer Tekla. It has now been officially replaced by Momo Kogo uh, due to Tekla still being injured. Uh, but Very also sad. on Red Stars, you got Unagi Sayaka, Saka Kashima, Mai Sakurai, Risha Sarah, and Saki. Uh, Scotty, thoughts on that block, including the Momo Kogo Tekla change? Uh, you know, it sucks that Tekla's not in it. I thought Tekla was going to have a great tournament, truthfully. I thought she had a potential to be one of the real underrated parts of it. I thought she had a lot of unique first-time matchup set. Yep. So it sucks, obviously. I don't know what her injury is. She's been out forever. It like it feels like she's been out forever. Yeah. I very much miss seeing her wrestle. So hope she gets well as soon as possible. Um it, it again, it sucks that she has to miss the tournament. This was a big opportunity for her. But we look to the present and what's next. Momo Kogo, I I have talked to people. I thought she should have probably been in the tournament anyways. Mm-hmm over certain other people and, I, and that's not a shot at my sakura who i think has improved um and actually will benefit from this as well but momokogo is going to learn a lot and momokogo is someone that they clearly believe in yep. you know she has become mayu Iwatani's tag partner so there's no mistake there there's there's a lot of similarities between those two in terms of their makeup and a lot um other things so like her her getting matches with shuri and tam and utami and micah and hameka and risa sarah and saki like this is a really great opportunity for her and azumi and you know she's gonna wrestle the best of the best um and she's gonna have to sink or swim and i think for the most part she'll swim she's not gonna you know light the tournament on fire or anything but she's gonna be solid she's gonna learn a lot and uh, yeah, she should probably come out of it better than she w- is going into it. I think she's been improving a lot lately, so should be good. Totally, I think Momo Kogo in there. Uh, I think she showed a lot in her high speed title match uh, mm-hmm. against Ozme. I think you know we have another Ozme match there with Momo Kogo there. Uh, her against Shuri, Tam, Utami. There's some really good spots with her. Uh, a lot of people she's already wrestled as well uh, in singles matches, I believe. Uh, so yeah, I think it's gonna be interesting. Risa Sarah is another, you know, outsider person that I don't think she would have wrestled otherwise. Um, so yeah, interesting stuff for her, and I'm excited to see. This sucks for Tekla. It sucks, and you know how much of a stan uh, of a of a of a Tekla stan I am. It's Doctor Seuss all of a sudden. She's your uh, she's your favorite. So like, uh, yeah, yeah. But- it's, it just sucks. It sucks that she can't be around. It's, yeah, but it's, it's still a good it's block. Too long. Still a good block. Otherwise, oh I mean, yeah, Shuri Utami Hashishia is going to be a match. That's number three, baby. Uh, that's day two on. Um, it's on Sunday. 
Yes. Main event of Sunday's show, for those who may be wondering. We'll kind of go over those two cards real quick in a second. Yeah, so that should be real, real good. Uh, and then we got the Blue Stars block, which is my Mayu Iwatani, Julia, Sayakamitani, Starlight Kid, Momo Watanabe, Azuki, Saeeda, Natsupoi, Mina Shirakawa, Hanan, Mira, Mirai, sorry, Ami Saray, and Suzu Suzuki. Uh, obvious blocks, obvious matches that are exciting me, Suzu Suzuki and Julia, Julia Mayu Iwatani, uh, Sayakamitani, Starlight Kid, um, uh, other stuff, Saeeda versus everybody uh just i'm excited about a lot this block i really enjoy the block i i kind of like b block a little bit more uh but both blocks yeah, are blue really good better both blocks blue are still Star- really good though yeah blue stars block is the block that there is a phenomenal match every single day they have a match mm-hmm. so like it's just the strongest um in a weird way be... i'm excited for natsupoi versus mina shirakawa in a weird way like yeah and, that, and that's like one of the weak matches mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. but there's a story there obviously now that they're both the cosmic angels um this is the julia block if julia doesn't win everyone will be stunned bamboozled shocked like when i previewed the tournament written written version uh i i pretty much wrote like five paragraphs about julia and why she has to win yeah because i did favorites and like finding another favorite for this tournament is very difficult so i went with utami um mm-hmm. because she's kind of in that spot where her getting heated up would make sense but yeah this is julia's to win it's her time there are so many phenomenal matches to come in this block alone mm-hmm. it's going to be special it starts this weekend but yeah julia is my pick julia should be everyone's pick to win it's more so who does she face on that final day because stardom often keeps they they don't give away the biggest match and they've protected julia versus utami Mm -hmm. forever yeah that is their biggest match that is bigger than utami versus Kyrie. the only match that is bigger than that one is utami versus io shirai and that's not happening anytime soon so triple h <laughs> triple h yeah, yeah. triple h ruined a lot <laughs> god damn it. by making wwe better he ruined a lot you jerk there's a chance there's a chance you shirai doesn't leave now there's a very good chance there's a chance you shirai's champion on the main roster by the end of the year buddy um but yeah i i think i think it's like it's down to the likes of a micah or her makeup or risa sarah like someone like that in the red stars block to get through unless Julia, for some reason, not winning. Yeah. Then you look at the Hazukis and you look at the, uh, who the hell is in this block? Give me one second. I, I don't uh, know. Starlight kids. I was going to say Watson, like that type, but level. I feel like, I feel like if it's not Julia, then someone in the red stars block is winning. Yeah. No, like, I mean to like, like represent the block. Yes. Against Utami, who yes. might be winning. Yes. Because Starlight Kid would be. I could. I would love to have Starlight Kid win this. I don't think she would, but that'd be grow. That'd be. She's probably a year great. away. I think. Yeah. Momo. Uh, maybe. I think she would just get a lot of points. Momo will win. She would be an option to lose. Sai Kamatani. But I don't think they would do that two years in a row. Sai Kamatani. I don't think she would just because of her title. Um, and yeah, I may, I don't know. I'll see Mayu, maybe Suzu, Suzu Suzuki, maybe I don't think so, though. Suzu Suzuki, I think she'll be in contention. Yeah. She could, 
they could shock us all and have her win, but I think like I've talked to people about it. Risa Sarah might have a better chance of winning That's than true. her, believe it or not. There's um, also Mariah. Because Suzu's playing spoiler if Ju- Julia's not winning this tournament. Mariah should not win. <laughs> yeah, Mariah. I like Mariah, but she should not win. Yeah. Uh, I, but I'm just mean that I think she's sort of a like, dark horse. Mariah is sort of a dark yeah. horse in the background. Yeah. If, if you're looking for someone to represent Blue Stars block that isn't winning, mm-hmm. And the Red Stars is, I think Hazuki's probably the option I see most probable because she's true. she's kind of in that role. She's gonna give you a great finals match. Mm-hmm. She's you know she's not gonna win, but she's she's on that borderline like main event level. And yeah. I think she, obviously anyone that's in the finals does benefit, so it'd be a good spot for her. But I think Julie's winning, so this is all just uh, this is all just for fun. I mean, I'm truly disappointed because I missed out on my dream five star final of Tekla versus Saida, and you know that's you know them's the break. Sometimes, sometimes you just don't get what you want, and you know for me, it's just I'm not getting Tekla versus Saida for the five star. It helps. It wasn't they weren't in the same block, so. Well, no, I know, I know. At least it wasn't taken away from you from injury. I'm saying that uh, that should have been the finals. Uh, Tekla versus Saida. Why not? Let's do it, baby. I think everyone that I gorilla versus host the gor- show with or gorilla versus Spider love Saida. It's incredible. Have you seen her back? It's awesome. <laughs> All right, let's. Uh, <laughs> let me, I'll, I'll go over the Saturday and Sunday cards, and I'll let Please. Ryan react because oh, yeah. it's more fun if he reacts. Uh, and I also like I like exciting the world with the way i do it so so yeah saturday saturday here we go here we go uh let's start let's start in the red stars block we got momo kogo now versus my sakurai uh obviously a big change there mm-hmm. um you know it's it's whatever yeah um fine i'm sure i've unagi seen that match before yeah unagi sayaka versus saki a little cosmic angels colors match there they've they've shown some uh They've shown some feistiness towards one another, despite being in the same group. Now, mm-hmm. I've, um, I've not, se- I've not yet seen. We don't talk. Cat. We don't talk about cosmic rules. Yeah, right. Well, Did you see my voice's wrestling review? No, not yet. I haven't. I haven't okay. watched the show well, yet. I haven't watched the show yet. All right. Well, I've I've had to repeat this to multiple people, but it's fine. I'll just I'll just say it to you real quick. Uh, this is what I wrote for my voices of wrestling cosmic rules review. I just need to check something real quick. Sorry. Oh, man. Okay, I got to get that fixed. Uh, It says, Cosmic rules meant the use of water was allowed. There were water guns and beach floats. Honestly, the less I say, the better. That is it. That was my review of the match. And then I wrote... Spicy. (laughs) Spicy. Maybe I do have to to check out this match. (laughs) Uh, that, that's the that's the funny thing like everyone's like oh i don't want to see it. and then they're like well i have weird interest now <laughs> um anyways utami hayashishida versus hameka the only five star finals rematch mm-hmm. in this entire tournament because they faced off in 2020 in the finals All so right. big match there first big time match. they're facing off since then and to say that they're both better wrestlers would be an understatement yeah so that's exciting. Mm-hmm. Micah versus Risa Sarah. Obviously, Ooh. the DDM 
prominence uh, feud yep. works into that one. Should be probably excellent. Mike is losing. Mike is going to lose that Yeah, one. probably. probably. Uh, Shuri versus Azumi has a chance to be main eventing this show. Uh, obviously, the main part here is Shuri has lost to Azumi two years in a row mm-hmm. in the five-star Grand Prix. Yeah. Azumi has a chance to make it a three-peat and somehow get a world title match out of it. I think this is where it stops probably because Shuri's world champion now, but it's a fun thing to play to on night one. Yeah. I, I think it's, I think there's a chance. I think if, if you're going to do an upset. Oh, there's definitely a chance. I think if you're going to do an upset night one, that's a good upset. Yeah. It's just, well, it's, it's right. weird because it's not really an upset, but it is kind of. So. Right, right, right. Um, and then the Blue Stars block. I get some heavy hitters here. We got Ami Saray versus Saeeda. Just a chop fest. They don't have a nice little chop fest. This is still night, my. This is still night what? one. Yes. Okay. This is Blue Stars night one. Mm-hmm. We got Mayu Iwatani versus Mirai. Oh. Uh, worth noting that Mayu Iwatani has only ever won on the first night one time, and it was her first ever tournament. Mm. So. Mayu Iwatani is probably losing. Yep. <laughs> it's yep. just this is the way it goes. Yep. Starlight Kid versus Suzu Suzuki, first time ever. That's a that's a big old circle. That's a boy howdy match circle for me. Yep. And, lasso, and feud... sorry, lasso. It's a boy howdy lasso for me. <laughs> and the feud that has been built for a few months now, Julia goes one on one with Hazuki to top off the blue stars block. So Julia starts off hot with rivalries. Yeah. um, Because the entire block is her rival to be fair. So that is it. She hates Hanan. (laughs) She hates Hanan. Probably. She's probably going to be very mean to her. Yeah. Uh, On night two. Night duh. In the blue stars block, we got Ami Saray versus Suzu Suzuki. An interesting one there. Mm-hmm. Mina Shirakawa versus Momo Watanabe. They've had good matches in the past, so if anyone's going to bring it out of yeah. Mina, it's Momo. A rematch, Saya Kamatani versus Starlight Kid. Very right good. off the bat. Very you know, good. Just, you know, just toss that in. Oh, by the way, night one. I always forget this. Uh, Saya Kamatani and Lady C team up to face the team of Nanai Takahashi and Kairi. Very good. Because they said, yes, we will add this to the tournament. <laughs> yeah, babe. They, oh, let's, and, we need and, to sell some more night tickets. Two, <laughs> night two, it gets better. It'll be Kyrie and Natsupoi versus Mayu Iwatani and Saya Because why the hell not? I like how Kyrie is just sort of like chilling. I, I, anyone can team with me. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care what faction. Yeah, well, not to point she wanted to team with. Yeah. And I as a former partner, so it's like, yeah. let's do these because the next match after those will probably be Saya versus Kyrie for the strap, which yeah. is, you know, exciting. Uh, so those are cool. Um, I said Kamatani versus Kid. Julia versus Mirai. Another rivalry match for Julia because, mm-hmm. as I said, most of the block is rivalry mm-hmm. matches. Yep. And then on the other side, we have a pro wrestling wave catch the wave rematch, which that tournament happened this year. We have Risa Sarah versus Saki. So the two outsiders oh, going right. head. Fun. Koguma versus Momo Kogo. Stars versus stars now mm-hmm. with Tekla out. Mm-hmm. Um, Tam Nakano versus Hameka. And of course, the selling point 
Shuri versus Utami Hayashishida. Yeah. In 15 minutes. It will be interesting to see how they do it because draw. They don't what? do 15 minutes. Well, it's the main event. They don't they're gonna want to avoid they don't do as many draws in the tournament as they do throughout the year. Like this yeah. is when matter. But if there was to be a draw, this would be it. They yeah. drew they drew last year in the tournament. With their history of having super long matches, yeah, I would suspect mm-hmm. a draw. Uh, I don't. Yeah. Unless, unless they want to do the story of like, you know, Utami's been out of world title picture for a while, and she's not. She hasn't. She needs to shape back up. You know, you know that sort of thing. You know, she. You know, you know what I mean. She's been out of the picture. So, unless they want to do that story, I don't think they would. So, I, I could think that would yeah. be a draw, probably. Yeah. Still um, a big match, obviously. Big oh weekend. yeah. Oh yeah. Um, wrestling. Is very busy this weekend. And do you want to talk about Ric Flair real quick before we? I was thinking we cut it. Do we preview that on today or Sunday? I mean, we're super over. I think just read through the card and then we'll All right. leave. All right. Well, it's I don't I don't know the card to be fair. Right. I just know it's good. Also, Music City Mayhem's this weekend. Everybody. Yeah. We're getting John Moxley versus El Desperado. I can't remember it. Uh yeah, that was the main event. Uh, we're also getting uh Davy Richards versus Rocky Romero for the MLW title, national title. Right, because Clark Connors is out. Yes. Right, right, right. So let me find. Oh, we're getting Fred Rosser versus Big Demo for the New Japan Strong Belt. I'm just gonna go through these real quick. Now sure. That we're here. We're just already here. We're yeah. Already. Why not? Um, we got that's a random match. I did not know that was happening. What match? Um, uh, they're doing Desperado versus Takahashi versus Blake Christian on like they did it this past weekend on a oh strong taping. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, uh, we're also getting Hiromu Takahashi versus Blake Christian this weekend. That should be good. Uh, that could be. We're getting FTR and Alex Zane versus the United Empire. That's pretty cool. All right, because uh, they're building to. Uh, FTR in the Empire, so that's great. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fred Ye- Yehi? 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 Fred Yehi. I always forget how to forget his name. It's, uh, it's... Shota Umino and Yuya Uemura versus Kevin Knight, Ren Narita, and the DKC. The joke Pretty is cool is man. that he, how tall is Fred? He's Yehi. Uh, yeah. Got it. Ba-bum-ba-da. Oh, and uh, the Time Splitters match Alex Shelley versus Kushida. Can't wait. Can't wait for that one. Damn, what a weekend, huh? Uh, and then on Sunday, Jim Crockett Promotions presents the first show they've done since 1988. Uh, it's going to be Ric Flair's last match. Here's the card. Ready? Strap in, folks. I think it has a bigger card right now than SummerSlam. Uh, Josh, <laughs> Josh Alexander versus Jacob Fatu for the Impact World title. Brian Pillman Jr. and Brock Anderson versus Kerry Morton and Ricky Morton. Uh, nice little four horsemen versus rock and roller, rock and roll express. Uh, the Briscoes versus the Von Erics from MLW four way match. Laredo kid versus Tauros versus Ray Phoenix versus Bandito. Woo, baby. That's me smoking a cigar cigar. Uh, uh, four way match again. Jonathan Gresham. If he's there Takeshita, Alan angels and Nick Wayne. I don't know if I, that dig was necessary. I love Gresham, but I don't know why he's digging on him. And that should be great. I, that match is 
fantastic. <laughs> if that match happens, Those that match is back fantastic. Back-to-back phenomenal fatal four-way matches. Because also, presumably, that might that that would be, probably be Gresham's first match since losing the world title. And there's also reports of him not wanting to wrestle anymore. So maybe it's his last match. Maybe it's Jonathan Gresham's and Ric Flair's last match. Um, <laughs> a bunkhouse battle royal. So basically like a no DQ style battle royal. Bully Ray. Crowbar. Oh, Jesus. Wolfie D. Who? James Storm. Sin Bodie, a.k.a. Kizarni. You remember Kizarni. Brian Myers, Big Damo, Ricky Shane Page, Gringo Loco, Crimson, or a.k.a. Anthony Mayweather, a.k.a. a security guy at a Trump rally. Uh, Commander from uh, uh, Lucha. Um, From Lucha. uh, Adam Priest and Cal Hero, who... People have pretty much only seen him at Bloodsport, if I'm not mistaken. Apparently, he's an OVW now. Good for him. Interesting. Uh, we also got Impact Knockouts title match. Jordan Grace versus Diana Perrazzo versus Rachel Ellering. Harry Smith versus Killer Cross with Scarlett Prudeau. The Motor City Machine Guns. Alex Shelley and Chris Saban versus The Wolves. Davey Richards and Eddie Edwards. Ren Narita versus Clark Connors, which Clark Connors is probably not in the card anymore, but they have not announced a replacement yet. Uh, yeah, not that I know off. of. So I don't know who that replacement would be. I imagine Clark. I it's Yuya. Is it Yuya? Do we know for certain? I think I saw someone say it was Yuya. Um, uh, I don't know. Does Jim Jim Crockett Promotions is that a Twitter account? That's well, he's well, he's there. Yeah. So yeah. That's a plus. Yuya Uemura. And then um, the main event, while you're looking that up, the main event is, of course, Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett with Karen Jarrett versus Andrade El Idolo and Ric Flair. <laughs> is Charlotte at all making an appearance? Maybe? I don't know. Uh, Charlotte's going to be there. It's just a matter of if she's allowed on screen or not. Yeah. Ric Flair confirmed that. So Yeah. I think it'd be cool if she could just show up. Who gives a shit? Jeff Jarrett. Jeff Jarrett's showing up. <laughs> Why not? Let's let, let's do it again. Let's do it again. Ready? Ready? We've said it all show. It's a new regime. It's a new regime. <laughs> Anything's is? possible. That's a that's uh, why not? Just to prove it, Triple H. Just to prove it. Talent relations. He's the guy that I think uh, can yes. approve that. Yuyamora uh, is replacing uh right. per the observer. That should be good. Yuyamora, uh, it'll be Yuyamora versus Renarita. Yeah. Woo! I, Triple, H, Triple H would be the guy that approves whether or not Charlotte Flair can probably be on that be at that show. So he probably would have did it. He was probably the one proving it either way. If anything, Triple H might be on the show. <laughs> this rate, <laughs> this rate, Triple H might just be there, uh, cheering on. Imagine, Rick. imagine. I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, that is it for yeah, this week's episode. <laughs> that is it for this week's episode of Ring Post Radio huge show massive show so thank you everybody for listening in scotty give me you know what can i go first for match of the week because you've definitely saw way more matches than i have yeah go ahead uh for match (laughs) of the week um so i'm just gonna that triple h i am going to say my match of the week is probably uh dynamite last week uh brody king versus darby allen Uh, i was there live in attendance and uh, sounds like cheating to me it was as brutal as you would think live as it was on television uh it was just a 
undoubtedly brutal match. Brody King did a great job of just ragdolling Darby around, and Darby looked dead constantly. Very good match. Very good Man. work. Loved it. Uh, yeah, that was good. That was a good one. Yeah, I did watch more wrestling than you, by the way. I know, I know you did. A lot I know you, you did. you went on vacation, and I didn't. So. I, I went on vacation, like, every promotion had a show I wanted to see. <laughs> Yeah, well, this weekend's worse. So you're you're back for the right time. That's true. Um, uh, we're going to go with Sherry versus Tam Nakano from Midsummer 2020 Midsummer Champions 2022 in Nagoya. Mm-hmm. I think it is Sherry's best defense yet. Oh, yeah. We I didn't preview. Was great. We didn't preview that sh- that show last week, and we didn't review it here. But uh, no changes, basically. Uh, I, I want to go check that one match as well. I'm glad to hear it because it's Tam Nakano. You know me. I'm always slightly concerned about that, but uh, also I shouldn't be concerned because it's Shuri. So, you know, Tam's she did the Well, she did the thing that I think is better is when she follows someone else's lead and yes. just uses her best qualities to enhance it like she did with the Saya match. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. I'm excited for that. Uh, oh, I also found out that according to my, my thing, the FTR Briscoe's match was the 15... 15- 1500th uh match i've seen this year apparently wow or of this year of 2022 so what are you playing what are you attempting to play over your microphone like into a tin can (laughs) it's a new regime baby god god damn it this is how we end the show baby this is it that triple h Thank you, everybody, for listening to this week's episode of Ring Post Radio. Uh, we very much appreciate it. We'll see you all next week, next time on Sunday, actually. Should say it'll be there this Sunday. To uh, review the slam. The oh, we should have probably just waved the preview Ric Flair next week. Hope that. That's what I was saying, man. I mean, well, we didn't really preview it. We yeah. just said the said cards. The card. Yeah. Uh, we should also have a special, fun little bonus episode maybe at the end of the week. So, oh yeah, subscribe to that. I'm not going to say anything till it actually happens because I'm always nervous about those yeah. sort of things. But uh, there should be plan on it. Should have a very good secret special uh, bonus episode at the end of this week. If you heard last week's show, maybe you have an idea of what we're talking about. Uh, yeah, we'll but be with Triple H. Are <laughs> we interviewing Triple H, baby? <laughs> so, Triple H, thoughts on, I don't know. Uh, thoughts on the new regime. <laughs> thoughts on the new regime. We'll see End you all next Sunday. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. This has been a Count Out Podcast.